Hello listeners, it's Garnox Lair and we're back and it's all about Star Wars. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing? That's what we're about? It's we're a about big one, hopefully. Star Wars is in our blood, isn't it? Yeah, but I feel like we might piss off any super... Star Destroyer. I was going to say nerdy, but if you're into something, you're not really nerdy. Nerdy Just doesn't, it doesn't clued really up. doesn't really have negative connotations so much these days, does it? Nah. You goddamn nerd. It's yeah. like, well, yeah. I'm passionate about yeah. something. Uh, it just his glasses. So what? Do you know what I mean? That's. I don't like the way you're seeing people who wear glasses are nerdy. No, I'm just saying that nerdy people <laughs> usually wear glasses. We put. I mean, it, it usually comes to all really the glasses thing, doesn't it? So I'm going to be uh, an aged nerd with glasses. I can't really see you. Who said that? <laughs> it's going to be a big one. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Before we do do it, mm-hmm. however, we've had a message from. One of our, I would say, regular guests. Yeah, yeah. Simon. Oh, nice one. He's recorded and sent in a message. It's basically his musings on the Star Wars universe. <laughs> I'm going to just leave that. Universe. His musings on the Star Wars universe. Here is what he had to say. Hi, everyone. It's Simon. Do you miss me? I miss me. And I'm with me all the time. It's infuriating. I'm just here with a little interjection, because I'd like to talk about my problems with the Star Wars prequel films. Now, the first three Star Wars films, episodes 4, 5, and 6, are magnificent. I love them, apart from Return of the Jedi, which is a little bit shit, and probably my sixth favourite Star Wars film. But regardless of that, I'm not here to give you my opinions of the first initial released Star Wars films, I'm here to give you some opinions about Star Wars Episode 1 and its incredible racism. It's something that's been written about a lot on the internet. If you search Episode 1 racism, you'll find Episode 1 of a bunch of podcasts about racism, but if you search Star Wars Episode 1 racism, then you'll find all the stuff that I'm talking about. I mean, the film opens and we meet the Nenemoidians, new to Gunray, who... (laughs) They've kind of got a funny accent, right? Now, is this funny accent deeply rooted in any racist stereotypes of, I don't know, Japanese businessmen, for example? Have these characters got... And please, I am only using this phrase to describe these aliens. Have they got eyes that are on a slant with a, with a slit? in them. Do they, I don't know, say things like, Oh, that should be a eagle? And is that super fucking racist? Yes, it's super fucking racist. I'd also like to talk about Watto. Watto, though. I mean, he's super fucking racist, right? He's got a, a penchant for for money, he's a, he's a capitalist, he's got a long hooked nose and a Middle Eastern accent. 
Is there anything about that that's super fucking racist? Yes, there is. It's called anti-Semitism. It's racism. It's super fucking disgusting. You know, we can't get away from the racism in Star Wars Episode One without discussing the worst character in Star Wars history. Sorry. Second worst character in Star Wars history. I really hate that Chewbacca guy. But Jar Jar Binks. Now, yes, Jar Jar Binks was played by a black man, and he was um, happy to do so and did so in in a number of the, the prequel films, and hopefully never again. But the way that Jar Jar talks is deeply rooted in minstrelry. Like, if you watch old Warner Brothers and, and Disney cartoons, you know, the ones where they famously put the the kind of warning in front of it saying, you know, this hasn't been edited because we need to show how horrible our past was. When they're talking about cartoons from like the 19 fucking 40s. This is a film that was released in 1999. 1999 and you have a character talking like he's in a minstrel show a misa no good sir like if you watch old footage of of white dudes in blackface performing minstrelry they that's how they talk it's horrible i mean besides from the racism There's also, I mean, can we talk about some of the other bigotry? Like, the fact that there is an entire race called Queermians? Queermians. Now, it's not bad that there's a character called Queermians, it's just a word like, you know, K's and Q's and U's and V's are kind of spacey, futuristic letters, I guess, in a... In a way, but but there's only one Queemian character that's actually in any of the Star Wars films. You know what his name is? Poof. Yariel Poof. Poof is a Queemian. George Lucas is a scumbag. He made one film. He made Star Wars. The rest of them weren't directed by George Lucas. Yeah, he had a hand in them. That's fine. But they weren't directed by him. You know what was directed by George Lucas? Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. With Queermians called Poof. And capitalist, hook-nosed characters. And slanty-eyed businessmen who mix their L's and their R's up. George Lucas is a fucking... Racist. The Star Wars films are fucking hella good though, right? Yet. <laughs> May the force be with you. Always. So there you go, Ross. What did you think about that? Thought provoking, I yeah, thought. Yeah, really thought provoking. Thank you for sending that in, Simon. We really appreciate your, uh, your, your, your thoughts. I know yes, you're a big, and your support. Big Star Wars nerd. Is he? Big Star Wars. Oh, man. Christ. I'm Doesn't so, make glasses, I hope we can... 
I'm scared. I'm scared that we're going to piss people off by getting loads of facts wrong, but I'm sorry. Like, no, mate, if you've listened to 39 episodes of this podcast, you, uh, you're bound to realise now. It's going to correct you there, 35. Well, there's actually more because that don't class each one as an, a separate episode, the parts. So. I think part-wise, we might be up to 73. Fuck a duck. Fuck a duck. Let's get deep in this, mate. Let's get really. Let's get deep in that wormhole. Yeah, I don't think wormholes are actually in Star Wars than Star Trek, but what, never mind. What do they have then? Uh, the black holes. They just go into hyperspace, don't they? Do you want to come with me into a black hole, Ross? I don't think they have black holes. And what the outer rim? Is that where? Where's um, going the Emperor? My outer rim. He. The where's the Emperor from and stuff? Kruskant. Kruskant. <laughs> Really? Yeah, I just thought I'd say that again for emphasis. Mm. That's where he's he's base. That's his base of operations, isn't is it? Is he not from the outer rim? Dark side. <laughs> <laughs> you look like a cross between Kevin Willie. Kevin Willie. What was he called him out of the? Carry on. Yeah, him. What was he called? Flary nostrils. Uh, Keith. No, Keith. Keith. What was he called? Can Kenneth. I just Kenneth? Stop. Kenneth. It's going to be long enough without going down this. <laughs> it's very true. So, back to, back to it anyway. The Outer Rim. That's where... Just ignore are. that. Okay, right. right. <laughs> Ignored. To try and get some structure, we're going to talk about the films first, uh-huh. then the games, and then at the end, anything else that Any other business. Any other business. Yeah, yeah. Right. Let's, let's do it then, shall we? Let's rock. Ross, please. A Star Wars movie, me. Right, so the structure of this is we're going to start with the oldest film, mm-hmm. the first movie, Star Wars A New Hope. Hang on, you're not going... It's the fit... <laughs> 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 Sorry, I'm just, ah, I couldn't resist. So, it yeah. was... Um, so you're going net as in uh, order of release? Yes. Okay, I'm happy with that. The very first movie, which is the fourth in the no. the canon, but... What was that all about? Why did he do that? Hold on a sec, because <laughs> I've written this down from IMDb. Okay. I mean, I could have just put a link on my phone, but I wrote it down. Luke Skywalker joins forces with a Jedi Knight, a cocky pilot, a Wookiee, and two droids to save the galaxy from the Empire's world-destroying battle station. Whilst attempting to rescue Princess Leela from the evil Darth Vader. No, so that's the synopsis. Do, 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 do. For the first movie. Okay. For me, Star Wars is Christmas. It used to be on every Christmas. You've said that before, haven't you? Yeah. I and agree. we talked about the toys we all got mm-hmm. off Santa. Santa mm-hmm. me clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, talking about the toys, you know the Adam and Joe show? Do you remember? Of they course, would, yeah. They would do the, uh, the Stars and I skit with Chewbacca, uh-huh. the horse knit and stuff like that. That was quite fun. Um, what was the other one called as well that, that, that used it wasn't the toys but it was like processing versions robot, robot chicken ch- yeah robot chicken yeah that, and I mean there's the family guy and that's cartoon but blue family, harvest yeah. yeah blue harvest was that the prototype name for the first film or the second film I think oh right okay they all had names that they went under to try and avoid like you know um, the prince getting stolen and stuff like that because right, okay, was yeah, so yeah. hyped up you know <laughs> so the first star was I just, like I say it just, it just Christmas for me so uh-huh. like that first bit after the the crawl mm-hmm. which is the famous thing that happens in all of the films start, 
where boom comes on tells you all the bollocks mm-hmm. then you see that big star destroyer mm-hmm. chasing Leah in it yeah and that bit where the dock and the mm-hmm. screen thing opens up mm-hmm. that used to scare me when like, Darth Vader walks through yeah, yeah that scared me as a child like the Surprise. feeling that like what Christ because they were terrified mm-hmm. now there's a film later on we'll be talking about that kind of touches upon that fear yeah and makes it even more like badass yeah but we'll get to that one in time um i've also mentioned on the podcast that as part of my primary school we met david prowse who's who's darth vader Mm -hmm. as the green cross code man right i've also watched that documentary about him it's on Netflix, Look, I Am Your Father, it's called. All right. It's about him playing uh, Darth Vader and the the alleged crap that he got. Like, he didn't realise that he was not, they weren't going to use his voice. That's right, because he recorded all the vocals, like the voice for it, didn't he? There's actually videos of him mm-hmm. doing the voice. Eh? And also, the fight scene in Empire, I think it is, isn't him. Oh. It's his stunt double. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't taught about the uh, the big plot point, apparently. Really? So all this sort of stuff. He's a bit embittered about it and stuff. He, he got banned from certain um, the official circuits of Star Wars. Really? Um, yeah. That's a shame. He seems like an, a nice guy. Mm. I mean, he was also in Clockwork Orange as well, wasn't yeah, he? he was. Two of my favourite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. So Wikipedia is, again, is saying that uh, some of the people in running for uh, the Han Solo part, have you have you heard about this? Aye. So some of the other actors, there was going to be Kurt Russell. Oh, really? For the original Han Solo? Yeah. Really? Kurt Russell, Sylvester Stallone, <laughs> Bill Murray, <laughs> Christopher Walken, right. Burt Reynolds, and Al Pacino. Really? So that's like, I mean, I don't know how much truth there is in that. But I have definitely heard of um, of Burt Reynolds, that oh. one. But isn't there some sort of uh, crossover there with Indiana Jones? Because I'm sure... Tom Selleck was going to oh, be... Oh, was it? Yeah. yeah. I'm getting me moustaches mixed. <laughs> me moustachio handsome man yeah. mixed up. Also, again, because I've trolled through all this shit on uh, YouTube and stuff about facts about um, Star Wars. New Hope was originally going to be titled... The Adventures of Luke Starkiller. Because that's no. what his surname was going to be. It wasn't going to be really? Skywalker. It was going to be Starkiller, apparently. So the guy Starkiller in Force Unleashed. That must have been where they got the name from. Perhaps, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, anything you want to add to the original Star Wars? The iconic The, the very movie? first one. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I don't know if I want to touch yet upon favourite films. It's, it's a bit of a toss-up for me, but in the running would be A New Hope. It is my favourite film, like... It is? Yes. the whole franchise, yeah? Yeah, it is. Uh, I, I think that's fair enough. I don't know. I, I suppose I'll have to come to a decision before the end of this podcast, but it's definitely... That's one of them. Mm-hmm. It's a fantastic film. It's a film that um, a lot of other movies kind of followed, you know, like... This person is the chosen one almost. Yeah, like yeah. Matrix basically did that, like yeah. like the chosen one sort of character. So it sort of set a standard. Like it was, a, it it created a brand new trope, almost like a brand new movie trope that so many other films copied. Um, it's, eh, it's it's it is brilliant. It's fantastic. It's an awesome movie. There's a Japanese director who made Throne of Blood, mm-hmm. and he made um, 
made all the samurai movies. I forget his name now. Right. But that's Throne of Blood is what Lucas took the the way the story's told from mm-hmm. the two servants. Right. And that's apparently what he used to set Star Wars around the two servants, which are the droids, obviously. And ah, right. Okay. So that's why there's like, it's you know they're not the main characters mm-hmm. by any stretch of the point uh, imagination. That's why I think later on, which we'll get to, I think shoehorning them into every single fucking uh, scene is a bit problematic in my eyes. Uh-huh. Especially when you think about a planet is a mass... A planet's a planet, mm-hmm. not just a fucking country. Imagine if, like, someone... You bumped into someone on Earth. Mm-hmm. That, like, in England. Mm-hmm. The chances of that would be quite small. Yeah. But in this, they're, like, massive planets and mm-hmm. they're just bumping into people. And also the fact that a certain person actually designed them and made them yeah. is also problematic in my personal eyes. Mm-hmm. You say about the servants. Yeah. It, what what was the concept about uh, Throne of Blood then? So I watched a lot of his movies together. So mm-hmm. the the melding into one a bit. But what I remember is there's a war going on between two um, samurai. like Factions. Huh? Factions, yeah. F- feudal Japan. They're amazing films. I, I'm kicking myself. I can't remember this director's name. But it's a kind of storytelling trope, the way it's also... Even though, like, they're not really involved in the fighting as uh-huh. well, really. They're just involved in, you know, the uh, running of the, the actual town. Um, they're not castles, are they? In a feudal Japan, what are they? I don't even know what they are. Anyway, because of that, that's the way the to- the story's told. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a storytelling mechanic, right? Which is interesting. So it's just think. like you see, everything's from their point of view almost. Or yeah, that's just involved. I mean, people listening and thinking, "Hey, actually, he's wrong there." I, I might be because mm-hmm. I'll tell you, I watched about five or six of his movies in a in a row, uh-huh. and they're like they're, they're some of the greatest movies, and they've been ripped off. So you know, so many the samurai ones. That I'm struggling to remember the name of. The Seven Samurais, is it? Or mm, the Right. No, because it's the Magnificent... What's that Magnificent film again? The Magnificent, magnificent 12? Seven. Is yeah. it the Magnificent Seven? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's a rip-off of this guy's ah, m- movie right. as well. So, like, they've been doing this for ages. Do you think then... You know the scene in... I don't want to get too far ahead, but Return of the Jedi, where C-3PO is sitting there talking to Ewoks, and he's doing the, the story... And he does all the impressions of like the ah uh, yeah the sound of the Tie Fighters and the sound of Darth Vader and stuff to get them on side. Yeah, but to, it, yeah. to basically allow them to as cannon fodder yeah. <laughs> and not burn the, the people that need them. Yeah, that scene. Yeah, he's being like a storyteller there, isn't he? So he's mm-hmm. kind of he's been watching him and R two have been sort of watched the entire saga take place, so they know all the stories. So they would be the ones that would live past it all, and they would recount the stories to everybody. Aye, uh, that's so that's po- the concept where they would. Those two droids are the things that would experience this entire saga, uh, see the whole thing, and in possibly millennia when they're still alive or still around, they'll be able to, they'll be like the, the Bible almost. They'll sort of say, oh, and then this happened, and then this happened. Mm-hmm. And they, they're the only thing existing that would be able to share that. Yeah, the, the, you're right, because as you find out from the prequels, they were there from the very uh, inception the very of these characters. But the problem I have with the droids in the whole universe of Star Wars is. What limitations do they have? Mm-hmm. 
Because later on, you know, BB-8 in the new ones, yeah. mm-hmm. he seems to be able... He's getting, like, the bloody robot out yeah. of fucking Lost in Space, getting out of jail card yeah. free. <laughs> what, like, how, how clever are these robots? I mean, C-3PO is, like, he's scared of conflict. Oh. Why? Yeah. He's a robot. Why, why would I make a chip mm-hmm. that would say, oh, this robot's going to be terrified whenever any like conflict happens? Mm-hmm. Why the, would you do that? The other thing you've got to question is whenever this sentient life, uh, sentient like non-organic life, like a robot, it always takes over. It always goes, well, hang on. Mm-hmm. Why are we taking orders? Why are the droids still taking, like, as servants taking orders from humans? Why would they be? Well, that science fiction author... Um Isaac Asimov I said the, the free laws. The free laws. Maybe he's yeah. the ideas to the free laws. Well, I don't know because that's in that's in our universe, isn't it? Our version of reality. Yeah. I would doubt that that would exist because everything still feels very. It's all very wild westy, isn't it? Really, all the movies like it's especially when you go to Moss Eisley. Aye. Those are outlaws and stuff. Was it the biggest hive of scum and villainy? Yeah, I always like, get that quote wrong. Yeah, uh, yeah something like that. But it's all, it's like that. So it wouldn't have laws like that, really. I mean, there's authority, but if there's droids with, with their own thought processes and stuff like that, like, I'm sure they wouldn't hesitate just to go, hang on a second. <laughs> I can just create another version of myself and mm-hmm. just destroy whoever I want, really. Well, d- didn't you, you mentioned in the other episode that one of the bounty hunters in Empire mm-hmm, yeah, is a droid. robot mm-hmm. or droid. Yeah. So what's the crack then? I don't What's he understand. What does he need money for? What's up? <laughs> what does he need money for? Yeah. Why? Why does he even bother about got a gambling habit or something? <laughs> I have four kids at home to feed. Yeah. That doesn't really make any sense. I have the two entire... calculators and a, yeah. and a. I don't know. I think I've just pulled the entire franchise apart there, haven't I, really? Because no, what? Is... You're making some good points. It... But there isn't a droid. There isn't a droid race. There isn't, as far as I'm aware, anyway, there isn't, unless that might come in the next film, Aye. a planet. That's populated by droids that have basically done what they did in the Matrix and sort of enslaved humanity. Do you know what I mean? That, or, that doesn't exist in the Star Wars universe as far or as the you know. Borg with uh, Star Trek, like they yeah. insimilate well, mm-hmm. uh, like humans and whatnot. Where's that bit, George? You prick. I think the thing with Star Wars, mind you, and I hope this doesn't offend people who like it, is it's it's. Hmm. <laughs> mm, it's not. Adult. I'm going to stop myself from what I was going to say. You're going to say it's not adultery. It's not like necessarily. It doesn't seem to be adults. concerned with those sort of like this. There's loads of different science fiction in hell. That's why I like science fiction. Uh-huh. And the sort of science fiction that Star Wars is is space opera. Yeah. And it's not concerned with like how. Um, that particular spaceship can go there. Yeah, and, true. I mean, it does come up with ideas and offers like things. Mm-hmm. But when we're talking about the droids and like, hold on a minute, why do they do this? Yeah, it's in the end, it doesn't they really give it. a fuck about it. <laughs> it's like this: the lightsabers. Uh, how, how does the lightsaber work? It just works. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Why does a lightsaber not go on forever? Yeah. Uh, because uh, <laughs> probably because the Jedi can control the end of it, <laughs> yeah, and that's why. That's why. Uh, What's he called? Kylo Ren. That's why his is all raggedy and stuff like that because it represents his personality and all that because he can't really control it totally nice and steady. Yeah. Mm, no. Oh, no, no, actually, no, it's because the, crisp, the crystals he used are all fucked up and dodgy. Yeah, that's why it is. You don't know, do you? Leave it alone. There's probably a video on fucking YouTube explaining it because there's this one where they're talking about all the different characters in it mm-hmm. and it's mind-boggling yeah. the amount of information... I mean, I recently found out, and I don't know how much truth there is in this, before Disney got involved, 
there was all this expanded universe. Right. And when Disney got involved, they went, right, from now on, the only things that Star Wars canon mm-hmm. is all the films, yeah. the Clone War, and I think that's it, is right? It Clone Wars, is that the cartoon? The cartoon, yeah. Right. That's all, that's the only thing that's canon really? in the Disney Star Wars. Is, okay. And they changed everything else that was can uh, that was basically the fans thought was uh, like all fa- the comics and stuff. Loads all of stuff, the comics, all the like fan fiction, the books is hundreds upon thousands of books. Really, they just said nah. They said that that's now legends. Okay. So there's legends uh, right, okay. and canon. So stories that were told that yeah. aren't necessarily proven to be real. Hmm. Uh, just with the Star Wars, the the original film. Also, I mean, we'll talk about it in the head to head the games that like came about that follow the structure of the first film. Mm-hmm. The I mean, the very early ones follow the trench run a lot because it's an iconic. It's a good way of ending the film, isn't it? Really, yeah. That was. I mean, again, I don't want to get too far ahead, unless you want to kind of make it a whole amalgamation of the movies, but. No, we'll talk about it. I just want to talk about the Force Awakens, the similarities between those two movies. Oh, and, definitely. And the yeah. reason why. But we'll get we'll, to we'll that. Get, yeah. We'll get to that. So that Star Wars: A New Hope kind of rounded out. In yeah, my we, eyes, it's one of the the. It is the best movie in my eyes. I can't disagree with you. I would. I wouldn't disagree with your choice, obviously, because your your option. I might behind your back call your names for choosing it. I mean, if you'd said Phantom Menace. Uh, that will be the end of this episode. <laughs> oh, we'll get to them. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, fair play. Second movie. Yeah. The Empire Strikes Back. Oh, you're not doing all that. You're scared. 1980. Was it? Yep. 1978, 77 was the first one. 77, yeah. I was going to see all of them there and I was hopefully going to... Was the year I was born the first one? Ah... After the Rebels are overpowered by the Empire on the ice planet of Hoth, Luke begins Jedi training with Yoda, whilst his friends are pursued by Darth Vader. Mm. So, interestingly enough, it's not directed by Lucas. No. The first one was, though. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I never knew that until I was a lot older, you know. The third one's not either, is it? Well, someone sat you down and went, you're old enough now to find out the horrible time truth. time to find out. <laughs> I was like, no! I did that thing that looked as I went, no! I'm going to I'm gonna sell off the fucking Cloud City thing. You know the director of this movie, right? Yes. He directed another famous sequel. Okay. It's a film we l- love, uh-huh. the first movie, and he made the sequel to it. Okay. So try and guess it. It's a film we'll love, and mm-hmm. I think we'll, in one day we'll do an episode about these movies and games. Uh, it's, well, it's not the Aliens um, No, but you're thinking along the, the same line, the right lines. Oh, um, oh, I feel like I know. We'll always talk about it. We're talking about the remake as well. Fucking hell. It's, is it sci-fi? Yeah. It's not the thing. No. no. Oh. I feel like I feel like I'm going to kick myself. Can you give us a little cheeky hint? Um, if I rang nine 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 and asked for police, yeah, set in the future. Uh, oh shit! Shit! Police in the future. Mm-hmm. Police Academy Five. <laughs> <laughs> it's the mission to Moscow. No, oh, he's, come on, he's part. Oh, really? Robocop? Yeah. Right, okay. So he done the um, 
the sequel. What happens at the start of uh, Robocop? <laughs> <laughs> Robocop 2, he gets out the car again. He goes, hi kids, I'm back. Oh, still, that's my highlight of the entire podcast. Is it? The entire, every episode we've it's done. <laughs> horrible experience that I had. Yep. Nice. So, the, the second movie, for me, it's a close... It's a close thing, because I do love the second movie. Just not quite as much as A New Hope. And the reason, for me, lands... The bits on Dagobah. The that, most boring... Uh, the, the, I hate. I used to hate, almost hate Empire Strikes Back. You know, what just for them? Bits? Because, yeah, because it was because it's so, so fucking slow. The first bit, so slow. The 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 battle on half for me oh, yeah. is amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's like one of the greatest mm-hmm. science fiction moments. Mm-hmm. And then it, it judders to this halt. Yeah, it's horrendous. Well, it, it used to, I, I used to. What I used to say about people who said, often people used to say Empire Strikes Back is the best Star Wars film. This is before the prequels. I used to just think they were just deliberately trying to be different. Like, are you only saying that because you know it's not? You know it's not the best one. You know it's the worst one, in fact. Ah, controversial, I know. Yeah. This is what I used to think. You know it's the worst Star Wars film, but you're saying it's the best because you want to be different. I think it's... I think that... I know that's controversial. Why people say it's, it's one of the best ones is because it's been proven that if a film starts strong and ends strong, mm. that's what people remember. So, like, you've got the bit in the middle mm-hmm. with the... Which, it's not shit. It's just not for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, would you have found it more interesting if Yoda, was ori- who was originally going to be portrayed by a monkey carrying a cane and wearing a mask, would you have found it more entertaining that section? Oh, guys, why didn't you do that? (laughs) (laughs) When he died, it would have been heartbreaking. Spoiler. But yeah. uh, All right. Oh, by the way, this is going to be spoilers now. Oh, come on. It's a 40-year-old film. And I know that's going to be problematic when we get to the newer ones, but we're still going to have to do that. Yeah, you just have to just zone out or maybe just watch the film yeah I think they've all been out so long now that if you're not interested in seeing them then you can just hear us chat on about shit we will again touch upon when we talk about The Last Jedi the similarities between Empire and this one yeah I agree which are very strong Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah it it used to bore the hell out of me now because I was a kid and I I didn't I I don't even think I don't remember watching the reveal the biggest part of the film, the reveal of uh, who Darth Vader is yeah. to Luke. I don't ever remember seeing that and being, whoa, I'd love the opportunity to watch that now and not know what's coming. Aye. That would be amazing, wouldn't it? To, it's to been... Be like, oh, that, what? That's an interesting uh, conversational point because that kind of thing's been stolen from so many generations. Yeah. Just the same, yeah. the same with like the psycho twist. The same with mm. like um, Planet of the Apes. Yeah, you, you know the memes. Meme culture has ruined so many different. Yeah, like, I twist the crying reveals. game. Everyone goes on about like that. Yeah, you do. You can t- t- talk about that yeah. a lot. <laughs> Tither away. I'm an adult. <laughs> uh, do you remember the uh, Naked Gun uh, parody of that? I remember. <laughs> I remember the uh, what? What was he called? You done an impression of that douche. I do lots of East Ventura Pet Detective I remember oh, the end of that then, when he's in the shower and he's singing the crying game mm. song <laughs> I mean that in today's culture with the transgender type of thing mm-hmm. that's just a no-no now isn't it mm. it's just yeah spoilers though 
we'll get to it again in Force Awakens, one of the biggest spoilers for me that, that, that I was devastated about. I'm not talking about it now, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that's you're right there. That's a very interesting point, how, how many different films and different moments have been ruined for the later generations, just inadvertently. I remember years mm. ago when I was looking in HMV, right, at the DVD section, mm-hmm. and on sale was the original Planet of the Apes, mm-hmm. and I picked up the box. It was the fucking end of the film. What, the he was on Empire his State knees. Uh, sorry, Statue of Liberty. Yeah, head. he was on his knees with that. You blew it all! Uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's a thing. That is the... Like, I'd, I'd think that I saw that film without knowing what was coming. And I was like, whoa, mm-hmm. that's, that's fucking brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. That's why that, again, is one of my favourite films, Planet of the Apes. Do you know what was difficult with Empire Strikes Back? Because I didn't have a, 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 a video record at this point in time, mm-hmm. I was um, relying on what was on TV. So I'd saw Return of the Jedi at this point, mm-hmm. and they never showed Empire Strikes Back within my age mm-hmm. for years. Really? And then when I eventually got to see it, it was, I was quite, I'd seen Star Wars so many times and I'd seen Return of the Jedi quite a lot. So the, by the time I saw Empire Strikes Back, it was out of sync. So I knew he was his dad anyway. Yeah. So like that whole ending, it was, t- you know, it was took away from us, yeah. the whole plot point. It's a shame. Like, no, it'd be interesting if I could go back and do that. But, but yeah, I mean, like you're right. It started strong, ended strong. I understand the necessity of the middle bit. It just felt like it went on too long. I also don't really like, if I'm being honest, the, we're laying quite a lot of the blame at the Dagobah with uh, Yoda. I don't really like where Han in there. Uh, Cloud City. No, I, I, I don't mind that bit. Okay. I, I mean, when they're on the run in that asteroid and the okay, asteroid yeah. they're actually eaten by this yeah. absolutely terrible special effect. <laughs> and how it's does that thing live in space? Mm. But again, we've talked earlier... Star Wars isn't concerned about science, really. Mm. I mean, there'll be some reason why it can. But... Oh, we're going to talk about this. By the way, I don't know if I'm speaking too early, but we're going to talk about the special edition release. That no, out. explain to me. That, well, when? The... It was because obviously the first three films, I think this was before the prequels were released, the, the released um, special edition versions in yeah. the cinema again. Where George Lucas sort of revisited them all oh, yeah, and yeah. added the stuff that he wanted to be in there. And originally, like was... Greedo shooting first, and, and uh, then they changed it to the Marxist shooting at the same time. Yeah. And there was the Jabba the Hutt scene in A New Hope that was never there. Yeah. Which it, they'd recorded it because Jabba was originally going to be just a guy. Just yeah, just a fat, fat guy. guy yeah. So they had that scene where Han Solo was talking to him in the, the hangar with the Millennium Falcon right Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Because I watched them, you give you kindly give me the original. Oh, did you I? give me two packs? You give us the original trilogy uh, and George the prequels. Romero. Oh, you give us the two. I I give you the prequels, did I? Yeah. Oh, because I got the Blu-rays. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I yeah, I had them on DVD and I got the Blu-ray of the entire thingy. That's right. I yeah, it, it, a lot of the stuff that was added in was just extra CGI stuff. Oh, there's some shocking bits with the music and uh, idiots like that. Well, they changed the cantina music, if I'm, I think. They definitely changed the Ewok music. Right. At the end of Return of the Jedi, they changed that completely. And they added and in a ghost. They added they? Anakin in as a ghost, I think, on that bit. Yeah, there was loads of just weird, unnecessary changes. There was a joke, I think, in the Big Bang Theory that I used to watch when I liked it, mm-hmm. where it was quick. That's Essentially, the joke was, let's go and see um, Star Wars before... George Lucas changes it again or something, which was it was more context to the joke. It was funny, 
But yeah, it was kind of at that time, he just wouldn't leave it alone. Like I could understand it brought out a remastered version. I remember my dad had them with like Dolby surround sound and stuff like that. Aye. And that was the big thing. Oh, wow. It's, yeah, like, yeah. it's just crisper and sounds yeah. better. Like getting them better. Yeah. Aye. And then a lot of people, actually a lot of real uh, video files, would you call them? Or big proper Star Wars fans yeah. refuse to acknowledge the special edition ones. They say that go to the remastered ones. That's it. Don't, don't go anything past that because it's just like there's all sorts of shit in there. You just think, why? Why have you done that? Yeah, uh, the scenes that he added in, I remember that they stick out like a sore thumb because mm-hmm. the CG it did so badly to my eyes. Well, that that Jabba the bit, the Jabba the bit, Jabba the Hut bit, especially they had a problem because at one point during the the filming of it, Han Solo walks behind yeah, Jabba, right. and as Jabba was a guy at that point, he just walks behind him. Yeah, but then. Obviously, if you're going to have Jabba as he is in Return of the Jedi with his long tail and stuff, mm-hmm. they were like, oh, well, how are we going to do that? So Han, they digitally changed it so that Han steps on his tail and then yeah. walks over. Right. And like Jabba goes, oh, like that. And you think, oh, God. See, I think it's a, it's an important, it was an important learning curve for culture. Yeah. Because the prequels do this a lot with the use of CG where... Oh, we can do everything. We can do anything you want. We'll do this, this, and this. We'll ask answer the question, why are the prequels worse than The Force Awakens that come back? Uh-huh. Well, one of the reasons they're worse is The Force Awakens actually built proper sets yeah, yeah. and made everything look a lot more Practical grounded. Possible, in, now, in The Last Jedi, there's some scenes that highly that rely on CG mm-hmm. again. And the criticism of one scene is, oh, it's like Harry Potter. Harry Potter and... Uh, and I loved the uh, Lord of the Rings films when I originally seen them. But now you watch them, it's just like, it dates so badly, mm-hmm. the CG. And there's it, it's detrimental to the actors. Mm-hmm. The actors don't know what they're doing. And we'll get to that in the prequels. Because mm-hmm. some of the acting in mm-hmm. them films... And this is by respectable, so-called good actors... Mm-hmm. It's shocking. Mm-hmm. Remember, there's a story, actually, you mentioned Lord of the Rings there. There's a story of Gandalf, um, Gandalf, Ian McKellen, like, breaking down at one point on set because yeah. it was like it was all CG and all green screen. He was uh, like, this isn't acting. Apparently, like, proper broke down about it. Well, and I would say he was one of the stronger ones of, the, of that mm-hmm. thing. Oh, he's fucking incredible, isn't he? So, I mean, with Empire Strikes Back, a famous game... Mm-hmm. Was one of the versions of the on the Atari twenty six hundred mm-hmm. where they just essentially ripped off Defender, where you take out um it an Arat Walker. Oh yeah, for the twenty six hundred, that's a pretty good game. Mm-hmm. I mean, Lando Calrissian. There's a f- funny line in um Spaced where he goes, "You Lando," which I think's funny because Lando is basically synonymous for a guy who basically blackmails and yeah, fucks yeah. over his mates. Yeah. For anyone who hasn't seen Space, it's an early Simon Pegg vehicle that was caught. Co- well. Yeah. It, it's um it's directed by Edgar, right? Yeah. So it's cut but, and but, edited in such a lush so way. Man, so watch Baby Driver and the way he edits that is just incredible. Incidentally, we watched another film just the other day, uh The Hitman's Bodyguard with Ryan Reynolds yeah. and Samuel L. Jackson. And they, at times, tried to do that. And it was weird watching it and thinking, God, you, 
Edgar Wright is fucking excellent. Yeah. The way he edits things together. And you could see, if you compared those two, like you could see the difference. It was massive. And you could, you could tell with Hitman's Bodyguard that's what the director was trying to do, mm. but he just failed miserably. He's, he, he got a bit of a bum rap, didn't he, Edgar Wright? Because I'm sure he was going to direct something. Something massive. It was Ant-Man. He was supposed to do Ant-Man. He wrote with uh, Joe, Joe Cornish, yeah. yeah. wrote it together and then, and then the... Walked away division. from yeah because they were going nah 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 we can't do that kind of like well fuck is then I respect that like which is it's a real shame though because can you imagine I, I saw um a little promo that they did which was Ant Man running down this corridor and then shrinking and then beating up these couple of guys mm-hmm. but it was shot in Edgar Wright style and it was it was even that little promo was excellent so it's a shame it's a shame actually I'll drop a fact but uh, I don't know if it is even true because Put on uh, wrong. A, a fact it's not even it's it's got nothing to do with this. Okay. Right. <laughs> but when I was listening to the Adam Buxton podcast where he was talking to... Um, Where's Anderson? No. <laughs> Don't be serious. No, uh, Bob Mortimer. Oh, yeah. They were talking about a film they were going to do together. Yeah, yeah. And he says, um, well, it's not. It's struggling to get off the ground. And anyway, the director is now going to make um, a Marvel movie. And the director's... Um, I'm forgetting his name right now. The director's the guy who made Kill List, Field in England. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm forgetting his name. But that's to me, that's a weird thing because the po- just like what happened with Hunt for the Wilder People mm-hmm. and the Made for Ragnarok. Yeah, these Marvel films are are, t- are taking good, yeah. good directors and to put them in interesting things. But the films are just not for me. I I, yeah. I can't stand that universe anymore. So are you saying that it? You'd rather see that Bob Mortimer thing than see the Marvel film that could have made uh, the will the will make. I feel like they'll they'll make the Bob Mortimer film. I'm sure they'll still make that, uh-huh. and I'm glad that the director's getting a chance to work with like big money. Can I give you throw you? Uh, I think what is possibly an excellent analogy for that. Mm-hmm. You know when you get a football player, footballer, yeah, who say like. Our, well, my, the team that I like to support Newcastle United, if they had a football player who was really, really good and was scoring lots of goals, and then you get one of the bigger teams, which just go, he's good, yeah. I want him in my team, and he will go and achieve amazing things in that team, but the things that he would would have achieved with our team would have been much more meaningful and, and would have been so much greater in something that you're more interested in. Like, yeah, you can go off and do something and get loads of money and do this amazing thing mm-hmm. and, like, win loads of trophies and stuff and get loads of accolades yeah. and have all the money you want in the world. But if you'd stayed humble and stayed with the smaller, more indie projects like Newcastle United, for example, yeah, then he would have it would have been more respected, maybe. Is that a similar, would you say? That would only work if, like... It's not... Sorry, because... With a director, he can make a film mm-hmm. and then go back to his roots sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It's Ben Wheatley I'm talking about this. Ben Wheatley, yes. So Ben Wheatley can make a mass. If if Bob Mortimer was talking, was not joking, because the thing with I know, yeah. Bob Mortimer <laughs> is I start a question, is mm-hmm. he actually yeah. telling the truth? It's true. But if, if Ben Wheatley is going to make a Marvel movie, right? Mm-hmm. For me, I don't see a bad point because you make the... You make the Marvel movie, yeah. right? And it's great for him. It means the next project he can do, like Del Toro used to have that 
idea of one for them, one for me. Right. And that's why he made Hellboy. So he made one for the um for the big yeah, corporations and then he get... made one for himself. So would you say that that's in that case is similar to Wayne Rooney, how Wayne Rooney <laughs> Started his career at Everton, then moved to Man United, then he's moved back to Everton. No, he's only moved back to Everton because no other club really in the Premiership would probably have him. He's actually signed for a club in America. He's going to be signed for them. And, and that that's the end of his career. Yeah. But another thing I wanted to say there mm-hmm. was, uh, I can't get his name right, Taiti Wakiki. Well, he's the one for hundred for the Wilder people. The yeah, example I was he giving did you, Thor Ragnarok. Yes. What's he doing next? Uh, yeah. Is going to be a series. Mm-hmm. Of what we do in the shadows, ah, yeah, with, cool, yeah. Along with, um, along with, please, him, uh, please give me his name, please. <laughs> him uh, from from Flight of the, Flight of the Concord. Yes, he's like writing it with him. He's a similar actor of that ilk, actually. Who one for the big ones? Because he did. He's done a lot of big things like Men in Black Three and stuff, mm-hmm. which wouldn't necessarily further his. Well, I suppose not necessarily further his creativity, but will get his name out there a bit more and give him more opportunity to do what he really wants to do. I mean, the rumours with the start of um, what we done in the shadows was he, he struggled to get actual finance, didn't it? So if that is true, that these actors and the director have mm-hmm. went on to like bigger, more high-profile things, so that makes them able to do these projects mm-hmm. that they're more passionate about, it's great. Mm-hmm. I think everyone's a winner. Like... If Ben Wheatley can keep his style mm-hmm. of the way he shocks shocks with violence and stuff, I mean, good luck to being able to do that in a Marvel film. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm... Dead, Deadpool have, have done that to a certain extent. I would say, I would liken it, what you're saying there is the similar sort of the way that Rafa Benitez. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to Star Wars. Anyway, sorry about that tangent. That was a good old-fashioned tangent. That was a good old-fashioned Gonox layer tangent. Here's to more. So the la- the last thing about Empire Strikes Back that I'll mention is Boba Fett turns up that like everyone's like wanks over that kid, didn't they? That's because he's right at the end. And what does he say? He says he he gives him in in carbonite, doesn't he? No. Why does Boba Fett have him in carbonite? Oh, because he takes him to he's Jabba's a, palace. He's a bounty hunter for for Jabba. Yeah. No. Well, he's hang on. He's standing there with uh, Darth uh, Vader, isn't he? So why does he nick him off? Does Jabba buy him or something? No. Um. He has a massive debt. He owes Jabba, he Jabba. That's why loads he was, of money. That's why he was put in when you And you are, he, I think the only used Han Solo as a bait for Luke. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why he, Darth's not really that arsed about him. Ah, of course. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I. So the only reason he was there was to get Luke to come to try and rescue him. And then Boba Fett takes him off to Jabba, who's sort of, who would have paid Boba Fett to mm. have him. To, to get the trophy, if you will. Right, okay. Yeah, Rosen and Carbonite. You got Carbonite. Next Bye. film. Sorry, I was just doing Leah, Leah Boof. Boof. Oh, <laughs> I forgot about that fact bomb. You're the third film here. Shit. Yes, I'm trying to roll onto these. Return of the Jedi mm-hmm. is next up in 1983. Wow, that's my year of my birth. Ah, lovely. Yeah. Wow, that's funny how that two of the films funny. coincide. And... And it's even funnier when I tell you uh, something about this film. Okay. After a daring mission... It's my favourite. Is it? Yeah. Hold on, I'll get to that then. (laughs) After a daring mission to rescue Han Solo from Jabba the Hutt, 
the rebels dispatched to Endor to destroy a more powerful Death Star. Meanwhile, Luke struggles to help Vader back from the dark side without falling into the Empire, uh, the Emperor's trap. Mm. Yes. Is this your sec? This is your favorite film. Uh, it is of all time. It, <laughs> it's my favorite Star Wars film. It is. It is, is it? Like that's interesting. That like A New Hope is fucking excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It, like when I when we got to it, like I was thinking, I will organically come to decide just talking about it. Yeah. There's other ones that we still got to come to that I think are fucking brilliant. Mm-hmm. Like Phantom Menace, but um, this yeah right. So why? Why? Yeah. <laughs> Are I you think, having a conversation with yourself? <laughs> I think I really like I really like the bits set in um, Jabba's palace and stuff. Uh, I really like that. So I'm sorry, but I wrote this down. Mm-hmm. One half a good film because I think it starts amazing. The mm-hmm. bit like that is class. Mm-hmm. Like when Luke jumps off the 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 board thing when he fights the what did we find out what they were called those massive big beasts. The, you know the huge thing that's in Jab underneath Jabba's thingy. The one oh, I no, I didn't. Yeah. But I'll give you this little fact bomb. You know the bit you're just talking about the barge. Aye. The three names are called Cloutu, Barafia, and Nictu. Who were they? Well, the references to Army of Darkness. You know when he like? Have you seen Army of Darkness? Mm-hmm, yeah. Where he picks up the book and he re- like Cloutu, <laughs> Nictu. <laughs> that's from that and apparently the name of the aliens is also from the day the earth stood still really it's what the um the robot says ah, when it lands okay i think luke's been on a journey right from a new hope through empire strikes back learning who, to, who he is learning to be a jedi and stuff like that yeah i think in return of the jedi he's just fucking rock solid that's the thing I like about him. <laughs> you like the fact he's, he's just, hard. He's just, <laughs> he's just really, just he stands tall. He stands erect, if you like, all the way through the film. Um, no, I, I just think he's fantastic. Like he's he's just fucking solid. Like when he he's so cool when he comes in. He is. He tries yeah. to do the Jedi mind trick. And, oh, oh, oh! But he's just like he, he takes it all sort of in his stride and every fight and stuff like that. He just seems so fucking cool. Okay, what happens after that bit on that planet? Can you remember? On um, with Jabba the Hutt's yeah. Palace, mm-hmm. the I don't know immediately after what happens. I can't remember as well. <laughs> and you know it. why I'm saying that though? Yeah, because it falls for the same trap that Empire falls for, right? Uh-huh. Where the middle bit isn't that great, <laughs> and the end it. But whereas the ending's good with Empire. Uh-huh. Return of the Jedi, I would argue the ending is bad. What, with the Battle of Endor and stuff? I love all of that, though. I do. I really right. like it all. Terrible special effects with the um, speeder bikes, with the uh, green screen, right, okay. where it just looks shocking. Mm-hmm. Like, like, the I green like screen it. always looks bad. Mm-hmm. I also th- hate Ewoks. Like, any sane-thinking man mm-hmm. would hate the Ewoks. Yeah? What does happen after the <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. We've just got it massively mixed up. Yoda doesn't die in Empire. Yoda dies in Return of oh, the Jedi. Does he, go back? he goes, he goes back, back to the Dagobah system yeah. where he dies there. That's right. And they, so sorry, listeners, we've corrected ourselves there. To meet up with the rebels. 
And um, so I the same were... bollocks happens in that film. He goes back there, but then they go and they have to disable the 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 shield generator. It's a trap. The yeah, the second the second Death Star. I That's like lazy. I like that film. I do. I, it's I lazy it's that there's another Death Star. No, but you get the Super Star Destroyer as well. Oh, it's the Empire Strikes Back. Dan, 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 Dan. It's great, man. It's great. You're wrong. It's the best one. <laughs> no, it is. It's good though. I understand why. I understand your things. Did Jim Henson do the puppets and the? Uh, ah, yeah. yeah. Well, he done um, Yoda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. F- is it Frank Oz who done the voice of Yoda? No, I'm not sure. But um, the Ewoks contentiously are quite popular. Not in my circle, but <laughs> I mean, they made two films and that cartoon, uh-huh. which I sent you a link of the this tune for the oh, Ewok song, and it sounds like Nick Cave in the Bad Seeds. <laughs> Awful in that other one, the Droids cartoon as well, which actually uh, has the, the voice of Anthony Daniels, and it says and features R two D two as himself. Yeah, <laughs> but that theme just sounded like a shit sting B side. I thought. You know why you said that, don't you? Because the two other members of the police worked on the song. Fuck off. Seriously? Fuck off. Yeah, um, ah, yeah. I didn't, I honestly didn't know that. It it just sounded like a Sting song, or maybe it must have sounded like a police song instead. Yeah, well, don't say that, because Sting will probably sue you. So is Pal. Last fact bomb on Return of the Jedi is David Lynch was acted direct, uh, was acted to direct it really but turned it down wow he directed June instead <laughs> can you imagine he'd done Return of the Jedi I think it would have been better because yeah, and I'm sorry to say this because it's poorly directed it if you watch that film like and just look at the cuts the edits mm. and stuff it's bad man mm. that's probably why it's my favourite I think the reason you like it is just because Leela's in that uh, <laughs> I like Leia's boobs. So there was a long time passed. Mm. There was no st- Star Wars for ages. Long, long time. Mm, long time. And <laughs> then, oh, a glimmer. What's that in the distance? A massive thing's coming, and it's episode one, The Phantom Menace, in 99. Just before the millennium. So, what's that? 10? 
16 years. But you had the remastered and the special edition released in that time. That's probably why they came out, really, because they didn't really know what to do, did they? I would imagine. They it's 19 years, by the way. Between 83 and 99. Oh, I thought you meant from now. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I was going that way around. Right. Yeah, so they probably didn't really know what to do. It probably took a long time for them to go, oh, let's make the prequels. You know what I mean? So they were just kind of treading water for a bit. I would imagine. Two Jedi Knights escape a hostile blockade to find allies and come across a young boy who may bring balance to the Force, but the long dormant Sith resurface to claim their glory. Sounds class, that. I but you see, um, hostile blockades. Mm. That's what the film's mainly about. Yeah. It's mainly about, do you know when we left the EU? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like what this film is. Yeah. No, they concentrated too much on that, and Amadala got far too much fucking screen time as well. Amadala, she's what in her teens in that film, and Anakin's like a fucking proper. Like eight oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's dodgy. The the, the oh, ages yeah. don't add up at yeah, all. Like in the second film, that's like quite shocking mm-hmm. how uh, he's had a growth spurt, <laughs> yeah. and she's just like she doesn't look any different. Yeah, yeah. But um. Kelly hates her, by the way, because she had a dream once that I was having an affair with her. <laughs> <laughs> so she hates her. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. Natalie not, Portman. Not Queen, yeah, Natalie Portman, not Queen Amadala. Oh, Natalie Portman, sorry. Yeah. So it, if I was playing a game where you would say the name of a film and I say one word, the word I would say for The Phantom Menace is disappointment. Yeah. Because uh, I remember getting sucked up in the whole hype. Uh, Regular listeners of the podcast will rem- remember the story I've like told about how I collected all this like guff tripe crap and kept it. And I went to see it at the cinema and I fucking hated it. Yeah. And me and Tom have said on on occasions that I think this is the worst Star Wars movie. Yeah. But recently, after re-watching them, mm-hmm. I think I found a worse one than really? this one. Okay. Yeah. It's terrible. Uh-huh. It's shocking. I mean, everyone knows how bad it is. Why is the acting so bad, though, to go back to something we were saying earlier? Why, why are the like, actors that... You know, to get Star Wars, people who are going to be in Star Wars, mm-hmm. you could have a lane as long as as anything, couldn't mm-hmm. you? Why are the people that picked so bad in it? I mean, you've got Hugh McGregor, Liam Neeson. Is uh, Samuel L. Jackson in the first one? No, he isn't. But I would Neeson say too. also Samuel um, Liam Neeson is probably one of the better actors in it. Uh-huh. But he's just totally going through the fucking motions. Like, What about that line that he says... There's always a bigger fish. If you want to say, what about those lines? <laughs> There's some shocking bits. Uh-huh. The like the dialogue is the one of the words. Like if you think the bad CG is bad, mm-hmm. the like the dialogue is even worse. Mm-hmm. I hate the way they have to over-explain the force now with the midi chlorines and all that bollocks. Right? Why? Why is that a thing now? Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> it it shouldn't be like that. Just accept it's there. Yeah. And obviously, Jar Jar Binks. Oh, mate. Jar Jar Binks makes the Ewoks look like fucking Shaft. That's what <laughs> Simon Pegg said. And that's what I fucking agree with. Jar Jar Binks is literally one of the worst characters yeah. in all of Star Wars. Like, I defy anyone else to say that monkey in um, 
Return of the Jedi that you were like, oh, I hate him. You oh, know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's annoying, uh, but does he get as much screen time? No. And is he crucial to the plot as George Jar Binks is? Like along and accidentally banging a switch or something like that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Missy turned on switchy by accident. <laughs> Missy did. And then when he takes the, the lot of them to his underground lair, uh-huh. which looks like a fucking 3D raid, mm-hmm. you know, that you would play on, like, if you went to... Um, Paramount Studios or something mm. when they get there the leader of the Gungeons because that's what he is isn't he yeah. is Brian Blessed voiced CG <laughs> and it's fucking shit it I hate terrible. that film you know <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of it <laughs> I also put down, there's some serious rubber banding on the bloody podcast. Uh, Pod race. Yeah. Isn't it? It's like, if you think Mario Kart... (laughs) He's a lap behind. How does he catch up? Makes no fucking sense. Him as well, that that one who's got the four arms, he's a fucking dick. With his little (laughs) tiny... Oh no, it's it's the guy who's enslaves him who's got the tiny wings. But the guy who rides the thingy with the... the, He drives it with his feet. Yeah. Ah, oh, shit. So you know the guy who enslaves them, mm-hmm. right? This is really hard to explain, and I hope I get this right. I read on it, and it does it. It makes sense if you look at it. So the guy that enslaves them with the funny wings, the guy who done the voice says the person he tried to do an impression of was Fagin in um Oliver. You got to pick a pocket yeah. or two. Yeah. Fagin played by. Alec Guinness. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, that's right. So what people are saying is, in that film, there's two people doing a bad impression <laughs> of Alec Guinness. Oh, God, that's so true. Oh, I, didn't, I never knew that. That's interesting. But, I mean, it's a terrible movie, but, like, the two shining lights, I guess, is the is Darth Maul. The, the pod race is okay on some level. Yeah. And, you know... I like the design of the pod racers. They were all totally different. Yeah, I liked. I did like that, but even so, it had that like sort of cringeworthy comic stuff of them getting destroyed, but none of them died. Uh, Whereas yeah. any of those crashes, every single one of them would have been torn to pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Darth Maul was a great enemy, and then they just fucking cut him in half. But if it, I mean, all the comics and stuff, he lives on in the comics. He, he, yeah, he doesn't yeah. actually die from that, You're right, yeah. that injury. But if that's not considered canon anymore by Disney, if they've just went, no, that doesn't exist. That's not actually true. Then yeah, they've just cut Darth Maul out of existence. They've, ref- they've basically said he can't ever come back. But the Sith only have one um, master and one apprentice, right? Ever. And and now the Empire has a apprentice, Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. So who is Darth Maul then? So hang on. So the Sith is only ever two people essentially. Apparently, this is something I watched on YouTube. So the Jedi Knights. Still managed to lose against like two people. The reason the only That's there's only selection. two, <laughs> so <it's laughs> yeah, natural selection. The Sith deserve the universe. <laughs> the reason there's only ever two Sith was there's there's too much infighting within them. Yeah, every single time they always fucking turn against them. Well, anyway. I, I every single storyline. What what the uh, what the Sith apprentice is meant to do to his master is kill him. Yeah. So oh, really? later on we'll find out in the prequels uh-huh. how one of them s- says he does that to right. his fucking master. Uh-huh. He kills him in his sleep. Oh, really? So why would you take an apprentice? 
Like basically, the emperor is realizing mm-hmm. I've took an apprentice of Darth Vader, which, mm-hmm. by the way, just picks that name out of like out of the air. What Darth Vader? Arise, Vader! <laughs> like he just picks that name out of the air. <laughs> Never mind. Sidious, him, isn't he? Darth Sidious, that's what he's called. Aye. Uh, yeah. That's called a good name. Darths. That sounds quite something from the Lord of the Rings. Next up in 2002, episode 2, Attack of the Clones. Ten years after initially meeting, Anakin Skywalker shares a forbidden romance with Padme and Adamela, is that what you're called? Amidala. Amidala. Whilst Obi-Wan in- investigates an assassination attempt on the Senator and discovers a secret clone army crafted for the Jedi. Hmm. Now, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but is it Order 66? Order? Yeah. Does that, is that put into place in the last film? Yeah, uh, the last of the prequels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I remember there was a bit where Obi-Wan, because obviously Qui-Con Jim, we should say, perishes in the last... Uh, he does, minutes, yeah. So I... that's... Um, Obi Wan's Obi Wan then pre- takes uh, on master, so he takes on Anakin. Yeah, who Anakin's had that growth spurt. Yeah, and now his... what's what did you tell me about his little ponytail? So uh rat's tails. Rat's that's tail, what it looks yeah. like a rat's tail. But then when you find out about it, apparently all the like um, apprentice Jedi's have these like braids. And what they're meant to do is when they become full Jedi Masters, mm-hmm. they cut off the braid with this, the lightsaber. Mm. But he looks ridiculous with it. Yeah, it looks terrible. Now, this is the worst Star Wars film for me. Right. And I'll tell you why. The acting, the love... Roma- Natalie Portman is a good actress. Mm-hmm. Why is she so bad in this film? I don't know. Because I, I think... They're always told to sort of ham it up almost. Like you said, it's a space opera. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like, why are all soap operas so badly acted? True, yeah. Because it's just over-the-top kind of bullshit. Maybe it's just the same as, same as that, I don't know. But like, the, in New Hope, the acting's okay. Mm. Why? So it's by um, Lucas. Mm. So why is the acting so bad in this? Mm. I mean, that middle section between the, like... Forbidden Romance uh-huh. is honestly one of the hardest things I watched. Like, it's so bad. Yeah. She's just, like, they don't even, there's no chemistry yeah. at all. Yeah. And some of the stuff they're saying to each other is just shocking, man. I remember, the, is that where there's a bit on a balcony or something where they're <laughs> overlooking the, the planet or something? What about the picnic? They have a picnic and then that stupid CGI. It did like species that's like never turned up this fat like pig thing. Mm-hmm. Like start he starts frolicking with it and it's just oh it's so bad. <laughs> Does he ride on it or something like that? Or? I think he gets these ah oh, nice belt stuck on it. It's something <laughs> shocking. I couldn't give a fuck though. It's so bad. But that's the one where um, Obi Wan he goes to that planet that's always ringing, isn't it? And it's the robots that are using. Um, Django Fett's DNA to yeah. this robot army. Yeah, Django, now, Django Fett is Boba Fett's dad. That planet that ore is raining. Uh-huh. That's it. That's the thing I was stuttering to try and explain before. Where so he's been told Obi Wan that oh I've got to find this. I've got to find a planet that's referenced. Mm-hmm. He goes to Yoda and this kids 
he, he goes to the archives first, mm-hmm. and the archives say, oh, there's no planet there. Mm-hmm. It mustn't exist. So he goes to Yoda, and Yoda, he asks the younglings that he's training mm-hmm. to say to them, eh, what, what what would that mean then? Mm-hmm. And one of the kids, a little smart ass, goes, "Well, it means that they 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 raised it from the records." So Obi Wan goes on a wild goose chase, mm-hmm. like in this craft. I mean, we're talking about distance here. Like, yeah. how long is that going to take? <laughs> and when he gets there to a planet, it's a planet. Yeah. Does he like the R two D two? droid mm-hmm. it's meant to scan the planet and find out where so there's no other life on that whole planet uh-huh. just that one bit how where man <laughs> <laughs> it's, ridiculous. it's ridiculous it is and you sit there and you start thinking these and the reason you start feeling these things is because there's so much dead weight in these films mm-hmm. so much hanging around and so much dribble mm-hmm. And I mean, there's a fight that happens later on 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 the um, landing bay between uh, Luke, uh, Obi Wan, and uh, Django Fett. Did you call him? Is Django that... Fett is yeah, yeah. He's dead. Boba Fett's dad. And he? there's no like because it's so heavily computerized. The uh-huh. special effects. There's no feeling of any peril, uh-huh. and it just it's no, it's not it's good. No. It's just no. I mean, one of my favourite games was a Republic Commando game for the Xbox, the original Xbox. Mm-hmm. It was a tactical first-person shooter where you played as a clone commando team yeah, and it yeah. was set around that time. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the, I, d- I don't know what else to say, but I just think it's shocking. Mm-hmm. What do you think of it? I can't really remember. I've watched it within the last few years, but I can't really remember much about it. Just off the top of my head right now, which would suggest that it was just a bit shit. Just, you know, ages ago, I, I was always stuck in the belief that The Phantom Menace was the worst. Yeah. Then uh, Attack of the Clones is slightly better. Mm-hmm. Then the next one is like the best one of mm-hmm. the prequels. Uh-huh. You were like, mm, I'm not sure about that. You were right, because <laughs> this one's worse. Uh-huh. What's the last one called? Um, I'll turn the page. Revenge, Revenge of the, the Sith. Sith. Yeah. Are we ready to move on to that one, do you think? Yeah, well, if there's nothing more to say about that one, because I'm I'm getting it's getting swampy for me oh. between these three. What events happen in which film? Which which one has you meet Dooku in it in in uh, the old one, Christopher uh, Lee? Yeah, see, I mean that's a shining light in uh, Attack of the Clones. You meet. Count Dugu, which is like... Is Chris Lee still alive? No, he died. Oh, uh, did he? Yeah, sadly. I mean, he... He was like 90-odd. Yeah, he? he was a legend. And uh, even in that, he was phoning in a bit, and he was a bit like... You I could like, tell he was I like struggling. the fact that he was able to be a part of, like, two of the biggest really, like, yeah. franchises, like Lord of the Rings and of Star Wars. Like, I'm glad that he was... Because he was still... He was canny old when he was in both of them, really. But I think... Uh, yeah, which one has Yoda... Coming down in one of the ships, holding on to the side, watching while all the, the clones come down. Is that in Attack of the Clones? No, that's oh, that uh, Revenge, Revenge of the Sith. Sith. Yeah, see, I'm getting it's I getting think, for me. Oh, actually, no. The, does, does the big does the big war start? Yeah, it does. It uh, the big in, war starts in Attack of the Clones, uh-huh. and the big war later on. There's some interesting lighting uh-huh. that I think you would like. Uh-huh. You know where the the clone sort of fighting. 
and there's like the blasters look the orangey effect with mm-hmm. the smoke and stuff right. it was quite cool uh, but I, yeah I don't know it's getting swampy for me like I say with which one which one was what events happened in which film so we'll move on to Revenge of the Sith and it might clear things up so in 2005 the last of the prequels mm-hmm. three years into the Clone Wars the Jedi rescue Pal- Palpatine Senator Palpatine, yeah. From who's Darth Sidious, who becomes the Emperor. Okay. From Count Dooku, as Obi-Wan pursues a new threat, Anakin acts as a double agent between the Jedi Council and Palpatine and is lured into a sinister plan to rule a galaxy. Order 66, is that? Well, yeah, later on, he, yeah. Uh, you find out the Emperor has all those, like... He had it all set up, really, didn't he? So basically, the idea is all of the the clones and the, and the droids and stuff... Are duking he, it out, yeah. And when he gives the order, they all turn on the Jedi Knights and... And massacre them. them all, yeah. And there's that, that really dark scene where Anakin kills all of the young Jedis. Yeah, the young ones. Uh, which I thought was out of place in the movie. That uh, is that dim and aimed at kids. Yeah. One of the arguments that Lucas was like saying when everyone was like, we hate Jar Jar Binks, he's a bell end. He was like, Jar Jar Binks is for kids. This mo- These movies are for kids. <laughs> right, so why is the fucking so massacres? Yeah. And also in the film previous, why is there like a 20 minute fucking romancing scene? Yeah. <laughs> why? Like kids don't like that sort of stuff. I'm yeah. telling you now, they don't. <laughs> Not that I've tried to romance a kid for 20 minutes. I like the, there was a, a battle between uh, Mace Windu and um, uh, Senator Palpatine where Mace Windu almost got the best of him. Yeah, well, yeah. he did actually. He mm-hmm. had him right there and then um, Anakin comes in. Yeah. And that's one of the moments where you really seal your fate Yeah, the dark side. You, you like him? But he goes, I think that's a bit where, because Senator Palpatine, his face like melts or something. I don't know what the fuck happens to him, but all of a he sudden... He starts doing electric... Yeah. like Dealey uh-huh. and that for some reason drains him to such an extent that he starts looking like he turns into a testicle <laughs> yeah but a sack a ball sack yeah, a yeah. prune do you remember that figure that looked like a prune no because he turns up in the um, anime jaw things right okay <laughs> he's funny I think maybe they got the, got the revenge of the Sith and they were like fuck it's the same actor but he looks nothing like he did as the Emperor yeah <laughs> What we're gonna do? Well, How I like do we the way. Explain that. I mean, can I just say Samuel L. Jackson chose the color of his lightsaber as well? Ah, uh, there's loads of rumors about like uh, how big fanboys him and Hugh, Mag- Hugh McGregor were. Uh, but wh- which which film has that fucking shit? <laughs> that fucking shit bit uh, where. Queen Amidala gets a fucking midriff off, like it gets scratched by this big monster, and she's got like it just so happens to rip open a fucking perfect stomach. I remember that bit because I would have watched this bit later. Yeah, I've got to say, there's a bit where she turns up and she's wearing like classic Princess Leela type of outfit, Um, white, uh skin hugging. Mm. I think it's the end of um, I think it's the end of the other one because in this one, Revenge of the Sith, she's instantly pregnant. Like, yeah. she's instantly very heavily pregnant. <laughs> Time's weird, isn't it? <laughs> in the other film... a long, long time, time ago, isn't it? Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> in the other film, I think that's when that happens, when she has that fight where they're like, either or because... She's got the chains and stuff, yeah. and like, they climb up on these big... I mean, Christ, she's sexy, like... 
she's in a, that She's bit. an attractive filly, but don't tell me wife. No, I don't. Okay. So I think it's probably the best of the prequels. Yeah. One thing about all the prequels, I will say, is the costume department did a good job, especially with Queen Amidala, because she, some would say, looked absolutely ridiculous. It was still, you know, it makes us think of Fifth Element, how outrageous some of the costumes were in Fifth Element. Well, I read something where they were based a lot of the um, costumes on... Japanese, it goes back to the kind of Feudal like Japan, yeah. it, like that's where they based a lot of the um mm. get up, Stormtro- but stormtrooper helmets and stuff almost looked like you know the old Japanese masks. Oh, aye, yeah, masks, I've never looked at the black, yeah. yeah, it looked a bit like that, didn't it? Yeah, I was just laughing when you were pulling them out tonight. Yo, you? You're not fucking, I'm surprising you. I was laughing when you were saying that the costumes were good because not because I disagree with you, just because in episode two, that terrible romancing scene, right, where mm-hmm. they're having dinner, she gets changed about nine times. <laughs> Have you seen it? Like, she's <laughs> one minute. I'll just be back in a second. And her hair's like, braid, do they have a braiding droid or something? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I live with a woman. I know how long it takes <laughs> them to wash the fucking hair and put it into something like... Which film has the... Uh, she's got a twin or something, doesn't she? She's got like a fake version of her. No, that's the first one, and it's yeah. Kira Knightley, and she was only twelve, apparently. Really? Yeah. So, all right, okay. And she pretends to be the queen. Kira Knightley pretends to be the queen, and it's mm. actually Natalie Portman, right? Because okay. they go, "We've got the queen," and it's uh, like, "Yeah, I actually, don't," because I'm this badass motherfucker. Because yeah. then, when you think in context like that, can you imagine if our if our country got like uh, took over by aliens? Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Haha, we have your queen," and it's like, "No, you don't," <laughs> and it's like oh, Queen Elizabeth just firing up a fucking machine gun. <laughs> oh, I'd love to see that. Maybe that'll be in the next series of The Crown. Yeah. yeah. I, I would also say the cutaways get ridiculous in episode three. Right. You know, the cutaways where, like, it's, it's, yeah, it's cream there's, yeah, like, yeah. bits where it's, like, fucking, tiki tiki, like, <laughs> giant scissors <laughs> coming in. Like, you know, how screensavers and windows start getting fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. bonkers. <laughs> I mean, the last 20 minutes is just fan service where it's just filling in that next bit. Right. But the battle goes on for fucking ages, uh-huh. right? The, there's two battles at the end of this movie. The battle between Yoda and the Emperor mm. and um, Darth, well, Anakin, who's yet to come Darth oh, Vader. God, yes. And I, have, I have the high ground, Anakin. There's some... We were like brothers. <laughs> yeah. First <laughs> off, you sound exactly like a man. <laughs> Secondly... That is the prime example of some cheesy dialogue. Like, would you like some cheese with that, sir? I will say, I will say though, when he says you were, would he say you were a brother to me or something? That does, you know, oh, gets you, gets you a little bit. It's like you were brother to me, Anakin. Like, I but oh. I've got the high ground, you know. Exactly. And then seconds later, he's like legless. Well, you have legs off, mate. He's so. legless. Yeah, legless. And then he starts getting all burned. He's like, oh. why does he allow him to just fall in the fire? And oh. he's just standing there picking his nose. <laughs> At least kill him. Yeah, kill him kill if him you're off. that bothered. Mm. And then he obviously began. All oh, right, okay, so ah, oh, that then he becomes Darth Vader. So he doesn't have any legs either. Oh, we never knew that all the way through. All the, so he's part. He's mostly robot. Yeah, Darth Vader. He's mostly like. Did, are we supposed to know that when we watch the original films? Or well, I'll tell you something. If you, are, are we supposed to that that line? <laughs> yeah. Are we supposed to know that? Yeah. 
General Grievous is a fucking prime example of that. What are we supposed to know about him? Because there's a massive like list of all this shit of what he is. Really? But like when you watch the film, you didn't because I was sitting there saying to me partner Louise, is he a robot? Mm-hmm. Like if he is a robot, why does he have like asthma? Yeah. Like like uh-huh. Darth Vader does, but then I found out through the backstory that he's actually like some sort of like he's a he's an alien from a different planet that like blah, blah, blah. like it's so long winded. Right, okay. But the fact of the matter is, when you watch the film and you start question making all these questions, I don't think that's like is that satisfying? Mm. So that's the end of the prequels. Then. Yeah, fantastic work. Thanks. Bye. Good riddance. Welcome to the So they were generally quite hated, I think. Yeah. And then in t- in 2015, The Force Awakens comes. Oh. Three decades after the Empire's defeat, a new threat arises. In the militant First Order, Stormtrooper Defector Finn and Scavenger Ray are caught up in the resistance search for the, for missing Luke. Mm-hmm. I love this film, like, I really, really did. I said I'd touched before on the similarities between this and A New Hope. I think the similarities between this and actually the similarities between Empire Strikes Back and The Last Jedi. Yeah. It, it sort of, it just proves how well-crafted the original trilogy were. Yeah. Where it's come to the point where all they can really do is almost copy, almost copy the original films mm-hmm. and just make them slightly different but better. Well, no, no sorry, not better look better certainly yeah bring them into the new world it's sort of almost as though they've gone we know how dated the older ones may seem to like the new generation so mm-hmm. we're going to kind of it, it could almost be a reboot or a, re, a remaster almost you know the, the the force awakens of a new hope because it's so similar i know aspects of it that's one thing that in retrospect that makes me feel that a bit sad because I, I watched the I, I watched the Force Awakens and really really enjoyed it. I've I must admit at this point I've only seen it once, mm-hmm. but the thing that kind of chips away at me enjoyment of it is what you're just saying there, mm-hmm. and like the whole South Park kind of member berries type of yeah, thing. Mm-hmm. It kind of like 
it takes the shine off it slightly. I mean, after watching it, Louise said to me, like, why is it always about, like, fucking, like, Death Star? Yeah. You know, and well, that's a shame that they need to keep doing that. Like, I think what happened was the, the success of the original trilogy. And there was a formula there. Yeah. Really. And then the comparative failure of the prequels mm-hmm. made them go, right, we're fucking Fuck need to this, the yeah. formula. We, we need, need to, to change things formula. up. Yeah. And they created this formula. And all it did was the basically, instead of a Death Star, it's a fucking Death Planet. Yeah. It's like the entire planet is this fucking thing. Which in turn didn't really make that much. It's, it's, the, it's the whole weapon charged by the core of the planet. I mean, if you think about the logistics, right? Yeah. The logistics of creating that weapon. Aye. How big it is. Yeah. It would take millennia, really. Aye. I, I, it, it's just, it is bonkers. Like, if you think about just creating the Death Star itself, that's not a moon. Like, yeah. creating the Death Star would have took decades. Look at how long it's taken to do the fucking, the Silver Link roundabout just down the road. <laughs> it's taken six years or something like but that. But what I, I say, what was said at the very start of this very long conversation is it, these films are not based on the minute, uh, mm. minute detail. Anyone who like starts like saying, oh no, but there's this and this. The films are not, they're not like that. It's not that sort of science fiction. It's probably good after this podcast goes out, there's going to be a hit squad put out against us, you know, to silence with. <laughs> they're on to us. <laughs> We've got to silence them. Do, do you think the New Order are like the diet coke to the end? Because <laughs> <laughs> I think that they're so, I mean, it's telling of the age we live in, the way, I mean, come on, I'm, I've got to say it, the design choices, the way, Ray is like, you know, a strong female lead as yeah. opposed. So like mm-hmm. you've got that for this decade we're living in. Mm-hmm. Also the way the the um the enemies, the bodies, if you will, mm-hmm. are quite flawed. And mm-hmm. um a lot of the underlings in the first order, which I do like because they pick some great actors, mm-hmm. are like sniveling kind of like mm. like bootlickers kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. A bit like that that horrible Creepy guy from Lord of the Rings, uh, the one who... Ah, uh, yeah. Worm yeah. tongue. Uh, yeah, he's horrible. Yeah, bum leggers, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I think the, mo- the, the, the most newest kind of character that they brought in, the, in probably my favourite character, well, in Force Awakens anyway, they completely ruined the character in the next film, was uh, Finn. I think I love, he was he was absolutely fantastic. What I like about Finn is like um just that look of like kind of shock on his face when, when the fights are going on. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. like a, a a big skill to have. Mm-hmm. But then I go back to like everything looks more real and mm-hmm. there's a scene in The Force Awakens where the Millennium Falcons evade and all it's when Finn and Ray first like is that meet all the old the- crashed Star Destroyers yeah and, stuff, and they're trying Jakku. to get Jakku. away from the like enemies mm-hmm. and, and it's just so visceral mm-hmm. in a way that the prequels to me weren't now it'll be interesting yes. if in years to come The Force Awakens dates as much as the prequels do mm-hmm. but in my eyes the the original trilogy are dated I mm-hmm. know that I'm not deluded I, I know they're dated mm-hmm. but they're not dated in such a a way that when you watch them, the action scenes aren't visceral and exciting because mm-hmm. that's what Star Wars lives off mm-hmm. that that excitement. But the, 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 if I can just say about the yeah. action scenes and the, especially the fight scenes, one thing that I was meant to say about the prequels, 
wasn't initially the lightsaber supposed to be held with two hands, like a broadsword, like a massive big two-handed weapon? That well, was the idea, they just love that idea that each fighter has a different kind of a, like way of fighting. So Count Dooku kind of he's a fencer, so he has a. Mm. I like that sort of element, but it got mm. ridiculous later on because everyone just becomes like, "Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold it like this. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna hold it in bum." <laughs> because I thought that George Lucas originally said that that's why the fight scenes were so slow and stuff in the original films because it was supposed to be the lightsaber was really heavy. Yeah, yeah. And, and then in the prequel, like you say, they had different styles and then spinning around like motherfuckers, man. Yoda, like, all of a sudden, oh yeah, we've well, only ever that. seen Yoda as this old dude. Yeah, it doesn't. And work. then all of a sudden, he's flying around like a mad con. He's a, a ridiculous character in CG, and uh-huh. it just looks yeah. terrible. And then you've got Arth, one of the the best styles, which goes into the next film a little bit, is um, one of the mo- most terrifying styles. Is Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm, the scene, I don't want to go too much into it, but the scene where he faces off against Luke and he does this thing where he kind of he kind of goes down, he oh, sort yeah. of gets ready in this stance and yeah. he looks fucking solid. I know he's people so mean. Who who like say Kylo Ren isn't like a very, he's like a snivelling kind of like because he, he suffers um you know, he lives in the shadows of like the other kind yeah. of like ca- like strong characters like Darth Vader mm. and stuff. He's trying to emulate him, and he. But I like that about him. I he's like the so way he's tortured. He's, yeah, he's the most tortured, one of the most tortured characters in any film. I think he's just so fragile. Like there's a fight scene in in the Force Awakens in the like um, forest with uh, with Rey. Yeah, where the lighting and the mm. way he's fighting it. You'll groan at this because it's like every podcast he mentions this fucking game. When he's holding the sword, the way it looks, it looks like Dark Souls, man. It All just right. it looks so dark and like he's he, he's not concerned with flair and mm. the way his lightsaber looks. Brutal, I don't yeah. care about the like the logistics of it. Yeah. Where, why does it do this? It just looks cool. Yeah, he's that was the thing with Force Awakens. It was one of the, the most. It's the most stylish of the Star Wars films. In the, I, you know, the pacing, the tone, it was all just spot on. It was yeah, absolute, I agree. I've, it's the most excited I've been before and during a film for a long time. I watched the trailer and I was just fucking, oh my God, this film's going to be so good. I watched the film. There's mm. one bit um, where the, the X-Wing fighters are going across a lake. Yeah. Towards, oh, yeah, yeah. Lush, towards yeah, that, yeah. that character with the big glasses, that little, like, I don't, I don't like that character. Called. Yeah, I agree. I don't like her. Um, that whole scene inside the bar just felt like a callback to Mos- uh, yeah, the cantina and stuff like that, well, which felt unnecessary. But uh. Something I've always wanted to say, is, well, we should have mentioned when we're talking about Star Wars, the bar scene mm. in Star Wars, when they go in there, I don't like you. And you've got all the different... Exactly. My friend doesn't like you either. You have all these different species, like yeah, different aliens, right? <laughs> That was a massive deal in science fiction. It yeah. was like something where it was like there's so many ideas, there's so mm. much like going on. What's their story? What? But if you look at it like now, that? there's not really that much there because yeah. it just you know expects expectations have risen and stuff like that. You're right. Now they've done it again. Mm. I don't think they were entirely successful there because I didn't have like it felt like too much like oh well we're just gonna do this Scene, bells whistles scenes like that are just an excuse to for cameos like uh, yeah, opinion, nah. it's just like oh uh, fucking Daniel Craig's a stormtrooper yeah. in that scene Simon Pegg plays that character in that scene it's just like 
just get as many aliens in as possible and any will just get famous people in to fucking play them. Also, back in the day, it used to be like a way of like selling toys. Yeah. Oh, we've got like a million different animals or spe- aliens. Spacecraft. Yeah. Well, did that bit though where the the, the X-wing fighters, Poe Dameron's leading the X-wing fighters across that thing? Like, I was so fucking excited. I almost jumped out of my seat at that point. It was so good. And when Finn goes woo like that and yeah. looks at it, oh man. Well, what's the badass pilot called again? in, in the new one, Poe Dameron. He's class. He is. Yeah, he's he's so cool. There's a bit more so in the next, uh, well, not the next film we'll talk about, but in The Last Jedi, Mm -hmm. where you watch a film and you just think, I think they've earned the fact that he's meant to be a badass. Mm -hmm. Like, you do that, and you're right, they've learned from the mistakes of them prequels. That's Mm -hmm. why I think the prequels were important. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't have got these films from the... If the prequels hadn't happened, yeah. the bad CGI, the bad like dialogue, the just the use of like just daft like crap that people are interested in. Mm-hmm. The sad thing is, as good as the Force Awakens is, I do feel it's a bit sad that they have to fall back on old tropes. Mm-hmm. That's the one. That's the one negative thing. I wish they did have the balls, and you know what? I think last. The Last Jedi did have the balls to go, right, mm. we're going to make a film that's a bit more, like, it's not looking back as much as The Force right. Awakens. But I do think The Force Awakens is probably my second best tied with Empire. It's fucking class. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I it's, mean, it, it's up there with, with me. With, I totally agree with you. It's fucking brilliant. It was, a, it was a really, it was worth the wait, I would say. It was one of the best experiences I've had going to the cinema and oh, yes yeah, I, I'd agree with that definitely did you watch it in 3D or just 2D in 2D I, I, I didn't want 3D 3D can fucking suck me balls actually just a couple of weeks before that was my birthday mm-hmm. and uh, my girlfriend's sister and her boyfriend built like made us a cake and it was the Millennium Falcon oh I, I, my brother had a Millennium Falcon cake a few years ago as well class yeah. it had sparkly things in can I just say about the biggest spoiler of that film that was ruined for us oh yeah which sorry about before yeah. I think um Turn off now if you haven't seen Force Awakens. Yeah, but don't want to spoil this for you. Mm-hmm. But obviously, the the big death Han mm. that was ruined for me by someone on Reddit just randomly. Didn't ruin the film. Didn't ruin the film at all. But it ruined my experience of the film because I knew it was coming. It was from, building for months before I knew it was coming. So that was a real, real shame. But yeah, I, I fucking loved it. That was fantastic. I haven't watched it since. But um, I wanted to go back and watch it, but. Watching them prequels and playing Super Star Wars on the uh, snares is just mm-hmm. blew us out of like Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is why this has come to a head. This podcast is now virgin and going to be one of our biggest episodes yeah, in terms of length. But the thing is, is like at the end of this, I feel washed and cleansed of this <laughs> whole experience. Yeah. Not that Star Wars is an unpleasant experience. It's uh-huh. just that's the way it is. <laughs> so next up. In 2016, uh-huh. slightly out of like sync because mm-hmm. it's a prequel of it's yeah it's a, yeah Star Wars Rogue One. Mm-hmm. The daughter of an Imperial scientist joins the Rebel Alliance in a risky move to steal a Death Star. Yes, plans for the Death Star. Yeah, yeah. Again, uh, yeah, plans. yeah. It says. Steal the Death steal Star. Steal the Death Star. Just what drive it away. Hot wire it. That's <laughs> to steal like... the, the plans to build that we would use to build the Death Star. It's uh, again. I I fucking love this film. I really did enjoy this film. I think some of the characters, like the guy, wasn't one of the guys blind. 
Yeah. He's blind, yeah. And his mate. I don't know. It was. It, it tried to. It felt like they were trying to make the cast as multicultural as possible and have all these different, bring from all these different cultures, all these different kind of ideas and stuff. Um, it's a dirty dozen. Uh, yeah. Storyline, mm-hmm. isn't it? I've been on the. I mean, regular listeners to the podcast will remember when I watched it, I was initially disappointed by it. Mm-hmm. I've wanted to go back and watch it now. Sadly, I haven't had time. Mm-hmm. I just. For me, it's the characters that fails for mm, it. Yeah. The strengths and weaknesses of the film, the way the film looks, mm. is very, very strong. It's yeah. it's an amazing film to behold. Like I love the, the climax on that planet with the where it's yeah. like a tropical planet. And mm. It looked beautiful. Was that the one that had the CGI version of yeah. Cushion? It it had two uh it had two CGI characters, one at the start and one at the end. Yes, that, and of both looked like well, the one at it was the end, which valley, it? yeah, there was uncanny valley. Like it just, I don't know. It's a shame that the 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 put that in mm. because you know, a lot of the uh, other bits were just it felt more like yeah. However, when it did, I feel like we're speeding through this, but I don't know. I don't know what else to say about this film. I did. I did really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I didn't really like the main character. She kind of. Irritated us because she was so moody. Yeah, she was a really moody woman. <laughs> she was just a really moody human. Sorry, um, but well, yeah, when the when that the revealed that at the end because the way it ties, the, I don't know if again spoilers if you haven't seen the film, the way it ends, it leads directly into a new hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has Darth Vader boarding the ship. It has um, Leia kind of standing up after she's just recorded the "You Are Our Only Hope." Yeah, yeah. you're my only hope uh, bit. But I, I'd seen it after Carrie Fisher had died. Oh, had you? Had you? Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was after she died. That's right, isn't it? Mm, no, yeah. because... No, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was after she died because... She pitches in The Last Jedi. Yeah, she is. We should filmed all of that oh, already. Right. It, yeah, it was definitely because I remember... You might be right. It was because I, I remember... It's like 3am and was I don't it 2016, did you say? Or 2016. Yeah, because I remember she turned around and Kelly and I were at the cinema. We had no idea that bit was going to be in it. I had no no because it was after. I think it was might have been after Force Awakens when I just said I'm not going to watch any more fucking trailers. No, it gives away too much stuff, and I don't watch them. For the big films I want to see, I don't watch them anymore. So yeah, we had no idea, and I'm sure I've never seen. I I don't know if I've seen the trailer for Rogue One, but I'm sure they probably put that in. Mm -hmm. And when she turned around, we both went. Oh my god! Because it was quite soon after as well. I'm sure that she, that when she died, and I was like, "Oh fucking hell!" It was just, it was just, just sad, quite emotional. Yeah. And then obviously Darth Vader boards the ship, and he's fucking kicking ass. Well, that's my. I alluded to it earlier. Mm-hmm. The scene where, I, as a child, I was scared of like the, the doors opening and the stormtroopers coming in and and taking things out and Darth like doing these things. But that scene. That scene is fucking amazing. Like he just the rage and like that's what it's titled as on uh, YouTube. If anyone wants to watch it, it's just fucking class. It's it's just relentless, isn't it? But Gareth Edwards, who who directed it, he's he's kind of famous for these slow kind of like because he done um, monsters and um, the. uh, the Godzilla movie, yeah, where there was like a mass. Brian Cranston, yeah, where there was a massive amount of build up. He's he's more bit he's more interested in characters than action. But uh-huh. when the action happens, 
he's quite good at directing action. I, I just I just didn't enjoy it. Like I thought it was dead choppy for the first three, three or four. Well, probably half an hour, forty mm-hmm. minutes, choppy as fuck. And then when things calmed down, I didn't like the main characters. Oh. And even though it looks amazing, and some of the fight scenes near the end are so well choreographed, there was you knew how it was all going to end. Yeah. There was no like surprise. Mm. But yet, I I don't know. I want to go back. This is the the main movie I want to go back and mm. watch because I feel like I'm I missing like the droid, him. the big droid guy. I really no, I like hated him. him. You say? Oh, I really liked him. I thought he was a ball sack. <laughs> I thought he was an androidic. Uh, K250. Yeah. Found K250 annoying. That's my... <laughs> oh, well. So, last one then. Lasty one. Mm-hmm. The Last Jedi. Oh. So, 2017. Begin the year. I think I've seen in January. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rey develops her newly discovered abilities with the guidance of Luke Skywalker, who is mm. unsettled by the strength of her powers. Meanwhile, the Resistance prepare for battle with the New Order. Yeah, this is the one that I said it's got a lot of similarities with Empire, as in uh, Dagobah, Dagobah, the stuff where she she's with Luke pretty much most of the film. She's with Luke learning. Aye. And it's like Luke with Luke Yoda, and all of that stuff felt slow. There was a lot of that slow. <laughs> I thought it was crazy bonkers shit. Mm-hmm. Like there's the scene where the milking. Oh, like what was that about, mate? The way he's fishing, he's milking the uh, fucking pig things. Or and there's it's, that. It's comedic, really. It's well, weird. it's the the comedic. I listened to quite a few podcasts afterwards, which have spoiled the film for us. We yeah. talked about this. Mm-hmm. About I watched how, one soon after. It's funny how we both enjoyed the movie, but then when we've heard so much negative criticism about it, yeah, it started to chip away at where. You know, it didn't make any sense. A lot of the stuff, but one of the, th- the there's two bits on that planet, right? Like comedic effect where she's like bugging the the native and like the people who live there, yeah, by like blowing up holes and stuff. <laughs> it's meant to be funny, uh-huh. but it's not. Yeah, and then that also bit where she's trying to concentrate mm-hmm. and Luke's saying to her all this shit. That bit looks like an outtake mm. because she like breaks character almost and like goes. It's like if I was flicking, you know, <laughs> flicking a car- like an actor's nose and it wasn't Daniel Day-Lewis who would <laughs> keep in character. Yeah. I'm flicking her nose and she's like, fuck off. Yeah. That's essentially what happens in that scene. And all the bits where she kept seeing Kylo Ren as well. like Yeah, Kylo and the bit where he's topless for no reason. Do you know? FaceTime, you mean? <laughs> the bit where... <laughs> Force time. And- oh, nice. Oh, uh, Apparently, the director explained that the reason he had his top off because it just looked so stupid. He just looked so wild. Why was his pants so high as well? (laughs) The reason he had his top off was so she could remark upon it because there was confusion about was he, could they see each other? That was like, it wasn't totally obvious whether what was going on because it didn't make any sense because all of a sudden they were in different rooms on different planets, miles, like light years away from each other. All of a sudden they could see each other. So they weren't sure if it was obvious to the audience whether they could see each other or whether they could just hear hear each other. So they had that bit where she said, oh, can you put something on? Because then the audience would go, oh, right, so they can actually see each oh, other. Oh, seriously. Yeah. Is that the reason? That's, because yeah. there's a much easier way of doing it than that. Oh, yeah. Like uh, some character talking out of like, or like, I don't know, 
he's stroking fucking <laughs> Adam now in the background there could have been Darth Vader skull like yeah, that he had say, yeah. or something like that why did have Would to have his nips out and stuff him destroying that helmet at the start of the film irritated the fuck out yeah. of me as well because I don't know that this sort of the it felt like a, a calculated deconstruction of all of the stuff that had been put in place in The Force Awakens where they just in The Last Jedi they just went fuck all that shit yeah. I'm going to make this film and I'm going to do all, all what I want to do. And then it feels like it's left the director of the next film a shitload of work to make up for it. That's but what it feels like to me. That, that what you're saying there, is exactly a criticism I listened to, right? Mm-hmm. After watching... So I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Really liked it. And I listened to two podcasts by people I like, the mm-hmm. IGN one, and um, I think there was a Retro Notes one doing it, right? And afterwards, they said... Ex- what you just said, they said exactly the same thing. Mm. It was like J.J. Abrams constructed all this stuff and then this director came along and yeah. just, but do you know what? I don't care mm. because apart from the scenes on that, like, um, that planet, planet yeah, me. apart from that scene, right, mm. and apart from the milking bits, which you could happily take out because it was just stupid, mm. there's bits in that movie where it took it to a different place where... It surprised us. What, like Leah being out in space, but then. Oh, don't. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, dude. I meant it. (laughs) Can I, can I, no. Can I put that in the shitty bits? That was, that was. Worthy of being in the prequel, that bit. That that was fucking atrocious. What the hell were they thinking? What, like Mary Poppins? That's what she looked like. But the the worst thing is, no disrespect to her memory, but that was an opportunity for them there to actually have an easy way out. How the fuck are they going to deal with that in the next film? Because she's she's dead. She hadn't died like in the making of that film because I'm sure the next movie was going to be uh, Leela's story. So right. the way they've done it is the first movie was supposed to be Han's story, right? The second movie was supposed to be Luke's and the third well, one was... I going think closing off the stories. Yeah. Yeah, like it was. they were giving them each a film. Mm. I mean... I've listened as as that film came out. I was practicing for a gig with two of the biggest fanboys of Star Wars you ever likely to fucking meet, mm-hmm. and they despised the Last Jedi, mm-hmm. and they were going on about like, oh, they disrespected um, Han Solo by not meeting up, not doing this, blah mm-hmm. blah 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 blah. But I still think like the Last Jedi, for fuck's sake, it did something different. Mm-hmm. It, like that's the Last Jedi does not feel like a movie that was made to just placate fans. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I did really enjoy the bit uh, where Kylo Ren and Rey were in the Snoke. Is it Snoke? Is that his name? I have Snark. a problem with him, but well, the problem I have with him is the I don't understand him in the first film. They built him up massively, and you were like, "Oh, what's he all about?" Yeah, I... and then the reveal in the second film of who he actually is. Well, not and much. Then, well, I know because they kill him off within within like uh, minutes, really. And the way they kill him off, you just think, would he? He looks like a canny, powerful being, and he would have been treated <laughs> in that way. It's like fuck me. The people behind him were hilarious, by the way. The scene with the guards. I was going to say, like, that they was... reminded me of Flash Gordon, <laughs> like the, the lightning and stuff. The fight, I've thought the fight was cool as fuck. The fight, fight was, was good. good. But the way they, they had all these different types of... And the way they would or, start... Like, like whenever the, whenever someone went to attack, yeah. like, were aggressive, they yeah. would all... I'd out of time. Yeah. Which annoyed me. <laughs> I read up on them, 
there's a massive big like story about how they wear this sort of armor that's right. impervious to like lightsabers. Oh, really? Where it didn't seem that impervious, no, no, like, no, no, but it puts them in a permanent state of anguish because it's like an electrical oh, like right. type of thing. Yeah. So it hurts them. By the way, Tom, this is the Star Wars stuff we're talking about. That's what it's like. Yeah. Every single character has all this stuff, oh, and it's mind boggling. Mm. What about the red salt? on the planet at the end lush I loved it it was like beautiful the way it looked but there was a bit uh, where one of the soldiers touches it and tastes it and go salt like that and that, that was put into a sort of explain why it all looked red yeah because I mean because they didn't want people thinking it was blood you see it's a film I've only watched once mm-hmm. right and all this criticism I've endured and like you have and it's it's made me um, sour on the movie slightly I'll be interested to go back and watch it. Watching it, it was bagging a little bit, uh-huh. which I think most Star Wars, as we're talking about them, are. Mm. But I've got to say, it surprised us. It had some cool visuals. Mm. The end fight was class. I don't see the problem that people are like laying at this film. Mm. I don't, and know, I just feel... I don't care like where it's going to go. In fact, I hope it goes somewhere really weird mm. because I don't want to have it like... Why should it all be like... Oh, and they're building another Death Star. Is I don't G. want that. Is G.G. Abrams doing the next one? I think he might be. Is he? I uh, so. no. Well, we're going to get the story of Han Solo before the last one. Though. Nice segue. It's Han Solo film, which is out. Is it out yet? I think it might be out already. Yeah, I've chosen not to go and see it. Though. I'm not that bothered at all. I didn't watch a trailer again. Kelly will want to go and see it. If she does, I'll go and watch it with her. Mm. Yeah, it's got Donald Glover playing Lanzo Calrissian. And Amelia Clark, isn't it? Who right. looks just wonderful on the poster. I don't know who she plays. <laughs> Chewie's in it, obviously. I'll, I'll, uh, yeah, I'll watch it, but uh, I don't know. Apparently the performance of the guy who plays Han isn't particularly great. Is it like, Well, just from the trailers and stuff, apparently. But it's tough. It's really fucking tough, as we discussed a couple of seasons, uh, episodes ago. Yeah. That it's a tough character to try to do. Who else do you think you would like to see? Because I think they do an Obi-Wan. I think they might be doing an Obi-Wan film. But who else do you think? Grebo, maybe? I think... Uh, or Boba Fett? Now that this is a massive production line and it's making its money back, it could... Anywhere? It could mm, go anywhere? Again. They could make ones about Arna. Do you remember that, like, bounty hunter that turns up for a millisecond? Mm-hmm. The one we were talking about with the long arms? Yeah. Oh, there's going to be a film about him. Yeah, easily. That's, that, the that's construction of that craft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thought process behind that daft craft. Are you content that we have talked about the movies enough, Ross? Oh, yeah, man. And I'm sorry, but it was exhausting. Mm. I'm reeling. <laughs> Your turn. No, it was good. Thank you for the, the amazing amount of work you put in there, Ross. Cheers. If anyone has any comments on what we've said, I'm sure you'll be in touch. Yeah. G-U-N-E-R-C-H-S-L-A-I-R. Twitter. That's what Twitter. That's what the Twitter thing is. Facebook. Whatever, just get in touch. Have you have your say? What were you going to say there, sorry? It might be contentious because mm-hmm. I think we're a bit down on a, a lot of it. But I mean, it's just easier to talk about criti- like negative points, perhaps. Yeah, it is, yeah. Then, so yeah. Um, overall, I'm really happy that the Star Wars universe exists. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and I'm really happy that they're still making movies in the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. I hope that I do hope they keep making them because it's. Something that not only I would like to see, but I, I think that future generations 
should be able to experience and their own versions of the stories. They should be able to have their versions. Yeah, yeah. In like it will be in the same way that we're talking about the droids, how they'll have these stories mm. in millennia to come to tell people who weren't there. They'll have their stories and they'll talk about the legend of the Star Wars saga, the Skywalker saga and stuff. Once yeah. that comes to an end, which is apparently what will happen with the next film, that'll be the end of the Skywalker saga. Whatever they do after that might be a new batch of films, a new sky, a new a new saga. Generations of the future will be able to talk about this one and go, oh yeah. So yeah, long may they continue, I suppose. Do you want to hear a list of games based on the Star Wars universe? I certainly do. It is about a hundred strong. Is it? <laughs> it's kind of you like. Wow. Few dozen. Endurance test this podcast. This is how we're going to close this podcast. Yeah. We're you com- go on. We're we're coming and going. Mm-hmm. It's it's. Uh, I was hoping to see the return of Ross's spotlight, but it's 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 kind of come back nah. in a way. But it's it's more you are just. It's you've... like a dull one. It's like yeah. if if the spotlight was normally. Sixty, sixty what? Yeah, this is like a ten watt oh, okay. or something. So I'll not do the song. Yeah, if you will time. So I just do a quick one. Alright, go on. Get Ross, out of your system. Ross is Ross is Star Wars spotlight. Ah. Ross is Star Wars spotlight. What are you dog about? So you is it about <laughs> <laughs> about five song five songs five games that you will jump in on mm, and just fucking, at least yeah. So, like I say, there's fucking shitloads. I'm just going to read them off. I'm going to reel them off. And we'll just see what happens. Okay. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Okay. So, based on the feature films. Episode 4, A New Hope. A lot of them are called Star Wars something. When Mm -hmm. it gets to the point where I'm just saying Star Wars, Star Wars, I'm going to stop saying Star Wars. Okay. Star Wars. Arcade. 1983-88. Re-released for many, many fucking consoles. Too many to list. Far well, too many to list. We played that. So yes, uh, Star Wars on the Famicom in nineteen eighty seven. Star Wars Attack on the Death Star in nineteen ninety one. Yeah, that was Star. the one I think you sent me a link to. Oh. It's an interesting one. That one different. Then there was Star Wars ninety one ninety three on the NAS Game Boy Master System etc. Mm-hmm. Super Star Wars. Of we know course, about that. Yeah. And Star Wars Arcade. Episode 5, The Empire Strikes Back. You've got Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back on the Atari 2600 television. Mm. Arcade version as well in 8588. And then there was a version on the NES and Game Boy. And Super Empire Strikes Back as well. Yeah, which I got half the way through. Yes. Because I finished Super Star Wars. I bought that for the the PlayStation. Mm -hmm. And I got half the way through uh, Empire Strikes Back. It was too much... It was... The the good games we've talked mm-hmm. about on the head to head, if uh, you know. If you missed that bit, then you've gone too far. Oh. Turn around. <laughs> then <laughs> episode six, Return of the Jedi. You got Star Wars: Return of the Jedi, Death Star Battle. That was in eighty three, eighty four, in the Atari twenty six hundred, etc. Then you've got Star Wars: Return of the Jedi Arcade, 
uh, Super Return of the Jedi, which we again talked about. Well, we had a blast on. We didn't had, we, we did. Yeah. Uh, there was a cancelled Star Wars Return of the Jedi Ewok Adventure on the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Well, that was it? released. Shame, mm. but that was awesome. <laughs> and we've got Episode One: The Phantom Menace. There was one just called Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Yeah, in ninety nine. Episode one pinball. Oh, was it? Mm. Fuck. Episode one Jedi power battles. What sounds the hell? Awesome. Is that? Don't know. PlayStation Dreamcast sounds class though. Star Wars episode one battle for Naboo. Now that's the big planet that they have the fight, isn't it? With all the droids and that, yeah. Yeah, that's with... them wank faces. Yeah. What they call the fish fucks. Aye. Uh, episode one Obi Wan's adventures. <laughs> <laughs> sexual adventure so, <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi this, and then there was Star Wars Confessions of Obi-Wan <laughs> what Obi-Wan Kenobi saw uh, there was one just called Obi-Wan could have been right anything really then episode 2 Attack of the Clones The Clone Wars 2002 action game uh, episode 2 Attack of the Clones 2002 Game Boy Advance game right and then Star Wars The New Droid Army on the Game Boy Advance. Fucking hell, I made a lot on the... I bet you they stink. <laughs> <laughs> there was only one for Revenge of the Sith. It was called Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. That was before they started making Lego games, I suppose. Is that the one they made? Oh, that was it. Uh, it just shows that by then everyone was like, ah, fuck this. Yeah. Bye. Well, that was, what, 2005? So, yeah, it would have been around the time when they stopped making yeah. video game for movies. Now, we've got series titles, games that are part of a series, but not directly based on the movies. Mm. So we've got X-Wing, Space Simulation, uh, X-Wing 1993, and there was one called TIE Fighter. Can I interject with them? Yeah. Um, There's a really good Lazy Gamer review. Mm -hmm. The guy that uh, Terry was like going on about, Mm -hmm. he does a lot of um, PC games and stuff like that. I really want to play them, but mm. my problem is I don't really like space combat. Yeah. But the, the spe- one of them, so they release one where you play as the goodies and uh-huh. one you play as the baddies. That's right. That one sounds class. But then the next one after that was Star Wars X-Wing versus TIE Fighter. All right. I, that's, I think that's online only. Oh, okay. I think, right. but... I, Not sure. I might be wrong. Then there was X-Wing Alliance. Then we've got Rebel Assault. Which was a real shooter. It was Star Wars Rebel Assault and then Star Wars Rebel Assault 2, The Hidden Empire. Ooh. And we've got Jedi Knight, which was a first-person shooter. The Star Wars Dark Forces. Dark Forces is a game that I'm ashamed that I never played. Right. Because it's on the PlayStation mm-hmm. and it's a Doom-type game. Yes, I was going to say it looks so like Doom. why the hell did I never, ever play it? I wonder that? if I have played it, you know, because I've got a memory of playing... And I don't know what game it is, but I've got a memory of playing a Star Wars game, mm-hmm. which was a mix of loads of different styles. There was some fighting in uh, spacecraft and then some oh, right. shooting bits. But yeah. it was it was interspersed with live action FMV sequences. And I, I can't... I, I did some research. I, I couldn't remember which one it was. Right. I always okay. thought it was um, X-Wing, one of the X-Wing games or something like that. But no, they're not. purely based in, in like... So I don't know which one. It might have been Starfighter, which comes up later, but I, I don't know. But, so, but the Jedi Knight Dark Forces, Jedi Knight Dark Forces 2, then it was Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast, and then Jedi Knight Jedi Academy. There you go, the middle, wow. the middle, all possible variations of that name. I wonder what they're like to go back to. Mm. Probably crap. Yeah. 
well, actually, Retro Relish, that was one of the games, because I don't know if you saw, I sent a message, Vava recommended games for the next Retro Relish, and I said, what because you said theme football, I also said tennis, and I said Star Wars, and I gave like some Star Wars games, oh, that nice, play, yeah. and Dark Forces was one of the ones I recommended, just because it was fresh on my mind. Yeah, so that was... would be cool, wouldn't it? So you might get a chance to do, play. Do you know what's interesting about that, though, for, for then? It was one of the earliest ones where you were, you could look up and down. Oh, really? So it was one of the early, really early no. ones. I, I, I bet I, your controls poorly then. Do you know something? I think I played that game, but mm. I, I can't remember enough about it. Mm. That's scary, that, isn't it? <laughs> Next, we've got Rogue Squadron. Star Wars Rogue Squadron, Star Wars Rogue Squadron 2, Rogue Leader, mm-hmm. and Star Wars Rogue Squadron 3, Rebel Strike. <laughs> don't know any... GameCube. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Yeah. So that's a format that's yeah star wars racer star wars episode one racer star wars racer arcade then racer revenge and then super bombard racing <laughs> so that'll be the pod too i'd imagine it's a pod racing yeah did you play any of them i did not well that ends that conversation <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure adam mentioned on the racing game special i'm sure he mentioned the pod racer games uh, i'm pretty sure he did i would like to play them yeah just to see what they're like and this one sounds interesting. Galactic Battlegrounds was a real-time strategy game. Star Wars Galactic Battlegrounds. And I'm thinking June. Uh, not June, sorry. Well, yeah, June. Yeah, or uh, Command and Conquer. Conquer yeah. yeah. As apparently, they do the space um, fighting as well. Mm. It's supposed to be good. I would. I just didn't have the format that yeah. the one. Next, we got Starfighter, which had Starfighter, Starfighter Special Edition, um, Starfighter Arcade. And then Jedi Starfighter. They were all space simulation ones, like X-Wing, I believe. Okay, I'm not. I'm not. No, me neither. No. Then Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. We've got Knights of the Old Republic, Knights of the Old Republic 2, the Sith Lords, the, the Old Republic. And there was loads of expansions for that. Rise of the Hut Cartel, Galactic Starfighter, Galactic Strongholds, mm-hmm. Shadow of Reven, or Revan, Knights of the Fallen Empire, and Knights of the Eternal Throne. There was a cancelled Star Wars Knights of the Republic 3 that was cancelled. But that was an MMORPG, wasn't it? Yeah, that's where it left up to. I mean, when we do with top 10s of the Xbox, I'll be mentioning the Knights of the Old Republic games. Uh-huh. The first two are just fucking fantastic. Yeah. There's so much, like, I can't remember a lot about them. I just remember how cool. They, they had new force powers by then. Like, the newer films hadn't come out. So, some of the force powers were just really new. Right. Force meditation was in one of them. And they were just... They had the whole, like, you could be good, bad, or um, neutral. Mm -hmm. But like Fable. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, they had a sassy robot droid as well, which predated uh, Rogue One as well. It was better than the one in Rogue One. (laughs) Next we got sorry go on. I was just gonna say class games right. that, like uh, Star Wars Galaxies. Again, massively multiplayer online role playing game. Ah, oh, right. uh, so the Knights of the Old Republic started as a role playing game mm-hmm. and then developed oh, an okay. MMORPG. Yeah. Right. So you would have played the not the online version of No, it. I never right. played I just played the two Xbox ah. original Xbox games. I didn't play any of the DLC because I, okay. I I didn't have access to so it's Knights of the Old Republic and Knights of the Old Republic 2, the Sith Lords were the ones you would have played on the Xbox, mm-hmm. and then the Old Republic was an MMORPG, which was six years later after the Sith Lords. And it's also on um, 
It's on hand on your your phone, that you know. Is it? Uh, wow. one of them is, eh? Well, Xbox backwards compatible has now got the old Republic. You should like to do a I, I sent you, you a sent video. It looks so much better. You should play it, man. Uh, I'll give it a look. Star Wars Galaxies we've got next, which is again an MORPG. Star Wars Galaxies and Empire Divided, again, which had loads of expansions. Uh, jump to Life Speed. Sorry, Jump to Light Speed. Episode 3, Rage of the Wookiees. <laughs> 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 and then Trials of Obi-Wan. Uh, don't know anything about those games. Nah, I like Rage of the Wookiees. That yeah. sounds funny. Then we've got the Battlefront series, which... Uh, I played came, them, yeah. It was two different studios dealt with in Pandemic originally, mm-hmm. which had, on the console, it was Battlefront, Battlefront 2, and Battlefront 3. That was cancelled, sorry. Battlefront, Battlefront 3 was cancelled. That never came out. Uh-huh. Handheld, there was Renegade Squadron and Elite Squadron. Mm-hmm. On mobile, there was Battlefront Mobile and Battlefront Mobile Squadrons. And obviously, EA Dice brought out Battlefront and Battlefront 2. Is in then the, 2017. What were the ones that were earlier, though? The ones on the Xbox and stuff? That was Battlefront, Battlefront 2. Um, that's it. Right, they're the ones I played, and again, I think they might be on my top 10 mm-hmm. of the Xbox. Fantastic games. Mm, it's ones that I'm good at that I never actually played. Third person, though, I interestingly. Know. Yeah. It had character classes, kind of like what um, Battlefield does now. Yeah. And it also had random events where I think you could control like a powerful like Yoda or something oh, like that. a bit that. like Battlefront does now where ah, you, yeah. you can take over one of the hardest fuckers. It was also because you, you know when you got me into Battlefield yeah. and I was so they were talking about them, the way you had to control points and stuff uh-huh. it felt new to us but it didn't because I re- remembered right. it from that game and the way you had to take points and you, you could also on... fly planes and stuff in that game. You had space combat as well. Yeah. You, you... Did you play it online or, or? No, sadly enough, I didn't have my original Xbox. But I, like Time Splitters, I was just I just enjoyed playing like the campaign or just setting yeah. up like a a, a challenge for myself mm-hmm. of like trying to do a certain level just with like these certain restrictions on myself. Mm-hmm. Mm. The great game, the what great games? Yeah, which is I, why there was so much disappointment when the new ones came out. I know, and I've never, I've never touched them. It's I wish I, I should have for the podcast. Such a big opportunity, you know. I'm sure you get like five minutes free if you download yeah. the demo. Uh, I should have done it. Oh, well, one of one of many regrets. Yeah, one of many. <laughs> what about Empire at War, real time strategy game? Star Wars Empire at War. Nah, never, yeah. never. Next, we got a biggie: The Force Unleashed. Uh, so you got Star Wars The Force Unleashed and then Force Unleashed 2 yep so I've been playing through The Force Unleashed 1 right yeah. recently uh, because the, both of them were free on Xbox a little while ago mm-hmm. uh, I've actually really been enjoying the first one yeah yeah it's not the sort of game that I would usually persevere with because it's a lot of hack and slash stuff mm-hmm. and building up your character quite uh, quite basically just Buying new force powers and stuff like that, new combos. Yeah, I, I was gonna say I, I finished both of them, and uh-huh. I thought the like the hack and slash element of that game is it's a weird one. It, it's so redundant. Mm, it's a bit shallow, like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, the camera's terrible as well. Oh, camera. I oh, bet. God, um, I did like Starkiller. I think the best thing about that character though is the way he wields his lightsaber. You know what you're talking yeah, about the uh, different yeah. styles. Uh, he holds it back like that, uh, and it's the coolest, one of the coolest <laughs> things. Out of the entire Star Wars universe is the way he holds that. Like it's just, 
it just looks fucking brilliant. The, the guy, I think the guy who came up with that concept for the design of that character is a fucking genius. <laughs> really, because it, it's just, you look at it and you go, fuck, he looks mean as fuck. But I, it, it, go on, sorry. I was just going to say there's one thing that I remember about them games. There's one level. Mm-hmm. And it's a bit where at the end of it, instead of fighting a boss, what happens is you're on this like plateau and in space there's a um star destroyer mm-hmm. and you use your force powers yeah. to drag it down <laughs> and destroy it. Yeah. And it's one of the most infuriating things ever. Right. Maybe I was playing on a too high skill level. Mm-hmm. But you're forcing it down and you have to drag it and fight with it. Uh-huh. But then, like, fucking TIE fighters come, knock out your force power and, like, rinse, repeat, rinse, oh, repeat. God. And, oh, my God. It was so infuriating. I did, like, a lot of the set pieces, like, when you're fighting those big monsters that we just can't... Gargon, Gargons, Gargon, something like that. The big ones that we can't remember what they're called. Uh, but I didn't like the quick time events as much because a lot, a lot yeah. of them end with quick time events I did like the Jedi battles though when you're fighting the Jedis because it kind of switched to a, sick, a fixed camera uh-huh. so it became like almost like a, um, almost like a Super Smash Brothers level to a certain extent it was weird uh, I, I thought they were pretty cool there's one level on that where I remember you're fighting these also these um, walkers like mm. they're not at, they're not scout walkers scout walkers or something like they look similar uh-huh. and the only way you to kill them is you, you hit them loads of times uh-huh. and then you do the, the quick time the event, quick yeah. time event and the quick time event cinematic mm-hmm. thing that happened was the same every time yeah it cuts them in half <laughs> and you had to kill 15 <laughs> and I was thinking I'm getting sick of saying this <laughs> yeah it was. it's a cool game uh, you can change the, the lightsaber colours and stuff like that if you wanted to. Yeah, there's a lot of fan service, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. Feels a bit like Red Faction Gorilla at times. Like, you, there's some of the levels where you can sort of take your own approach to a certain extent. It's mm-hmm. quite limited, but... Yeah. And the, was, second, the second one's not as good. There's a Wilhelm scream at one point as well. You know, that classic, ah, Wilhelm <laughs> scream. It's in, like, every film and uh, loads of other films as well. One thing I want to say before I forget is um, Yoda, Darth Vader, and Starkiller, right. who's the green character from that, mm-hmm. actually feature in uh, Soul Calibur is unlocked other characters at one point. You're right, yeah. Thanks. So, next we got Star Wars The Clone Wars animated series. There were some games based on that. We got mm-hmm. The Clone Wars Lightsaber Duels. Right. The Clone Wars Jedi Alliance. The Clone Wars Republic Heroes. And then Clone Wars Adventures. Then we've got some standalone titles, not a part of the series at all. Not part of our series, just standalone titles. Okay. Star Wars Jedi Arena. I don't know. Atari 2600. Ah. Oh, oh no, that's the one where the recreate. video of that. The recreate the scene on um, when on the, the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, and he's trying to do, yeah. But, I mean, to say that, what they're actually doing is just doing Pong. Yeah. Angry Video Game Nerd sums it up because he does a a, um, a sum up of these early games. Mm-hmm. And he says it feels like you're playing a pinball game where the ball's stuck. Mm. And then there's one called Star Wars Droids. 1988 that was. That's the one that Lazy Gamer talks about. Oh, where really? It's a PC game where mm-hmm. you construct your own droids and stuff, but it, it's riddled with bugs. No, this was in 1988, this one. Yeah, and the the PC still look no. 
Amstrad CPC and ZX Spectrum. Oh, no, that's a side-on scroll. And yeah, I know that one. Yeah, sorry that. Yeah. Yeah, no need to apologize. It was. It's getting confused. <laughs> we all make mistakes. Uh, Death Do Star, <laughs> Death Star Interceptor, which sounds fucking awesome. I don't even want to like venture what that could be. Death Star Interceptor. <laughs> then Shadows of the Empire, nineteen ninety six. Well, that's a famous one, isn't it? You heard of this one, Oops. Shadows of the Empire? I'm not sure. Yeah, I think it is. Mm. Uh, Masters of Terras Cassie. Well, you know about that. I one. know about that one. Did you? Like... Did you own that? No, it was me mate Kai on that one. But it was, I love that game. I thought it was class. Oh, you uh, choked up when you were <laughs> saying it, didn't you? Yoda Stories in 1997. Ah, Again, no. all of these start with stores. I'm not staying, seeing Star Wars every right, time. Yeah. Rebellion. Okay. Uh, Trilogy Arcade, which sounds pretty cool. Yeah, what happened is... The, Real shooter, though. The, um, the jazzed up some of the... Jizzed up jizzed up some of the sexy scenes from the Star Wars universe yeah. during that period of time and put it in an unreal shooter mm. in like a cabinet shooter which I never mm, it doesn't sound good anymore well when when, when did that come out 1998 1998 mm-hmm. what what was the the like arcade scene around here at that <laughs> yeah, point exactly, in time yeah didn't non non existent. So it was hard to find, it wasn't it? Mm. Then we got Millennium Falcon CD ROM playset. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, Force Commander. Yeah. <laughs> well, what what format was that on? Uh, Windows Real Time Strategy. Yeah, I'm not gonna be. <laughs> uh, Demolition, which is vehicular combat on the PlayStation or Dreamcast. Honestly. Yeah. Star Wars Demolition. Yeah. I have no, have no knowledge of that game. Bounty Hunter, right? Which was the guy with the long arms. Oh, was it? He had his own <laughs> game. Oh, what is he it was called? His story. Uh, Please write in. I Lizard bet you Chris Flats. knows. Yeah, uh, he will. He will. If he's Please listened this far, fucking God bless him. Uh, Republic Commando. That's the game I like. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to talk about it? Well, it's going to be on my top ten of uh, Xbox games. Wow. Okay. A friend at work lent us it. Mm-hmm. It's first person, but it, it it's you're in a um, a team of four, uh-huh. so you you can tell your troops to do certain things. Yes, each troop has his own speciality. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of bits where the devil may cry type of thing, where you would get to a point mm-hmm. and it would block it off, and you had to kill a certain number of enemies, mm-hmm. that kind of shit. But it was good. It was really good. Cool. Excellent. Uh, this one just says the best of PC so I, that's a compilation of different games well, I don't know why that's in the list I don't know right. what about this Battle Pod <laughs> Real Shooter 2015 Battle Pod Battle Pod uh-huh. uh. next we got a list of handheld and mobile titles uh, Yoda Stories back in 97 Game Boy Colour that's going to be horrendously long uh. and no one's going to have played them so Tom Save yourself a lot of headache. Let's go through them. Come on. Right, We've go got on. this far. Let's do it. We've got I'm to, just going to shut it. up then, listener. The listener. No, I'm just going to tell them. The listener needs to know. Okay. They desire them. this information. They could read it from Wikipedia if they wanted to. <laughs> no, I've created this list myself. I've done okay. extensive research from your library of games. Flight of the Falcon. Uh, Apprentice of the Force. Star Wars Trilogy Apprentice of the Force on Game Boy Advance. Star Wars Battle for the Republic. Grievous Getaway, 
<laughs> that sounds like off. a comedy film, doesn't it? <laughs> do, 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 do. Like, uh, oh, it's a grievous getaway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn it, he got away again. <laughs> uh, Imperial Ace 3D. I love it when games used to have 3D on the end. So it was like, yeah. oh, it's 3D though. I was selling it now. <laughs> the Battle Above Karuskant. Oops. Pardon. <laughs> Karuskant. Uh, <laughs> Revenge of the Sith, there was a mobile game of that. Oh, Republic Commando Order 66. Oh, they did that, did they? Yeah. Lightsaber Combat. In Republic Commando, did you play a clone? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Trivia. Star Wars Trivia. Star Wars Ask Yoda. <laughs> Jedi Arena. This one probably was good. Puzzle Blaster. Or nah, Blaster. I bet it isn't. Jedi Assassin. Lethal Alliance. Oh, the Force Unleashed Mobile. That's probably shit. Star Wars Cantina. Oh, well, what's that? <laughs> boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop. Star Wars Trench Run on iOS. Back in 2009. Uh, <sighs> Star Wars Battle of Hoth. Uh, Falcon Gunner. Imperial Academy. Knights of the Old Republic on mobile. There you go, you said that. Force Collection. Oh, Tiny Death Star, remember that? Oh. Remember Tiny Towers, where you used to build up your own tower with the Tiny... Death Star, we you to make your own Death Star and have all the rooms, different oh, things. Oh, that's cute. Assault Team, uh, Commander, Galactic Defense. It says spans the rise of the Empire Era and the Rebellion Era. And then Galaxy of Heroes spans the rise of the Empire Era, Rebellion Era, and the Era of the New Republic. Uh, Uprising, Heroes Path, uh, Star Wars Rebels Recon Missions. And then there was two Angry Birds Star Wars games as well. Star Wars and Star Wars 2, which had some cool physics where it had like gravity around planets and stuff like oh, that. Oh, did it? Quite a good idea. Remember when Angry Birds was a thing? I know. What's happened to that, really? It was a movie and stuff, wasn't it? I know. Next Let's we got... do a special on that. <sighs> Next we got Lego Star Wars. Uh, hello. That one down there. We've got Lego Star Wars, a video game, uh, the original trilogy, The Clone Wars, The Force Awakens, mm. The Quest for R2-D2. <laughs> And the Yoda Chronicles. Then there was table games and virtual pinball and miscellaneous games. There was loads of pinball ones, loads of different versions. So I didn't even have a list of them. But there was Star Wars Chess. Which I'm sure you're. Yeah, that. well, there's a um, angry video game nerd where they're showing it. It's like battle chess, really. Yeah. And uh, I saw. I watched a video actually of it. So when they take pieces, they have a little fight. A little fight uh, and I quite like that. I mean, you know, I'm not gonna. <laughs> There was um, Star Wars Monopoly, apparently, a video game of that. Honestly? Uh, there was, wow. There was 13 different pinball games that I saw. Fuck. And Connect Star Wars as well. Do you want to know about some educational Star Wars games? Okay, then. Yoda's Challenge. The what? the Gungan Frontier. What? Droid Works. That's the one you were talking that's about. That's the one I was yeah. thinking about, yeah. Ah, yes. I saw a video of that. You must have shared that with yeah, me. Yeah, I saw was, that video. It yeah. was funny, yeah. Uh, pet droids as well Star Wars Math Jabba's Game Galaxy <laughs> and then Jar Jar's Journey Adventure book oh well oh I'll not God. be playing that I think we should for a laugh uh, Anakin Speedway Early Learning Activity Centre Star Wars Early Learning Activity Centre uh, Behind the Magic and then Jedi Math Jedi Reading The Clone Wars and Jedi Trials they all sound awesome Educational game about the Clone Wars. Is that like just a history book about 
stuff that didn't actually happen. Can you imagine a history book of stuff that doesn't actually happen and kids learn that? What, the Bible? Um, wow. Whoa. What whoa. about shit? Probably the best thing you said. <laughs> Let's just finish off with four more games. Jack's Pacific, plug it in and play TV games. You're very what? familiar with them. <laughs> got Star Wars lightsaber battle game. This was in 2005, something that just plugs into your telly. Uh, Revenge oh, of the that. Sith. Uh, original trilogy and then Republic Squadron. Republic Squadron, that sounds like a cool media game. Is this yeah. something that you can plug in and you just talk to Natalie Portman as she's dressed as that kind of like, you know, with the rips down the top? Uh, so. Just give me a minute to think about that. <laughs> oh, God. Your wife's going to divorce me. <laughs> that is the end of the games. Fuck. Lots and lots of Star Wars video games. So they've got the money's worth out of that franchise, haven't they? Video yeah. game right? Listener, if you want to make a comment on any of the video games you've heard there or you want to try any of them, please do. Mm-hmm. Just listen back to that whole segment and make a list of them as I have. I wrote those all down myself. I didn't copy and paste. Mm-hmm. That's it. End of the games. Bye. <laughs> Ross, we've done it. It's ended. It's ended. That's the end of the Star Wars special. It'll never end, though. That's a problem. I know, I know. We'll probably have to do another one in another ten years. I know, just to keep up with the new generation. We hope we have given the Star Wars universe franchise we've 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 given it given it justice. That's not the right phrase, is it? We've we've given it justice. Does that make sense? Justice. We've given it justice. (laughs) We've done the franchise justice, is what I meant to say. Before we do finish, though, Ross, mm-hmm. can I ask you a question? Yeah. Maybe it's two questions. It's not a long question, no. is it? No, it's as long as you want it to be. <laughs> That's what. It's. You may answer this, you may not. I don't know. But what do you want from a Star Wars game of the future, do you think? It's funny because I'd, see the Knights of the Old Republic style. Mm-hmm. That's probably where I'd like it to go. Mm-hmm. Somewhere distant, maybe he's. I like it before all the films. Mm-hmm. Basically, the Knights of the Old Republic. Right, okay. A new one of those. Right. That's what I'd like. Okay. How about yourself, sir? Sir? <laughs> I would like... Because I said before, I regretted not playing Battlefront. I would like for a Battlefront game to come out that would really do justice to the older ones that I could play, that I could feel like I was experiencing that again for the first time. Do you know what I mean? I think I would like that. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I would like from from a game. I think. So you mean like go through the classic fight, like, you know, half. Mm-hmm. That yeah, the thing, classic yeah. battles, definitely. But other than that, I think I would like to go through Star Wars RPG, or maybe it's even an online one. That, mm-hmm. that was just a really fucking good one, where you you're a Jedi and you learn your trade, or you can be Sith. You can choose the two factions. Yeah, yeah. There's so much potential there. Uh-huh. Like in, in a World of Warcraft version, where you've got the the two different. Factions. Definitely. I, I don't know why Disney haven't like mm. done build, that. Build your own character. They're too obsessed with that infinity shit, aren't they, Disney, in the video game universe? Yeah. That's what they're all they about. They will turn their attention. Just yeah. like the do- the Death Star blew up one planet, uh, and then it'll turn its attention to like fucking <laughs> another planet and blow it up. There'll be a million souls crying out. It's funny about anguish. like Disney like owning this whole thing, I think. Mm. The way they own so much now, it's yeah, a bit yeah, of shame, really. With regard to the movies, Star Wars movies, what do you think you'd like to see? 
would you like to see more of these Star Wars stories, telling stories of old characters when they finish the Skywalker saga? What do you what do you want from them next? That's an interesting question because part of us thinks, because I like clear cut lines. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably why last episode we were talking about like how I'm not really that a fan of open world stuff. Mm-hmm. I think it it's because it blurs when you finish a game. Mm-hmm. I think. When they finish the Skywalker trilogy, I might actually be done with Star Wars. Wow, okay. Just because I feel like what's left? Disappointment. Disappointment? (laughs) (laughs) Well, they're closing off the storylines of all the characters that we know and love, that we've grown up with. Mm -hmm. Can the universe exist without them? It's also made by Disney, so it's like, where where are we going to go next? Might be youth orientated, and I don't have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. It's just not for me. Mm-hmm. Who knows? What about you? I'd, it would be a shame to turn me back on the whole universe because I feel like I'm invested, but I'm invested in that Skywalker saga. So, like you say, if that ends, do I really want to start something new? Yeah. Because I'm ultimately going to be disappointed. At this stage, like I say, I'm invested, so I need to know how they close it all off. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't want to read. I don't want them to revisit the stories because are they going to do Han Solo two, Han Solo three? Do you know what I mean? It's also it's, it gets to a point where like how much are you going to attribute to Han Solo's legacy, mm. where he's like doing absolutely loads of shit that's mm. not interesting. He's supposed to be a total scumbag. So why did why did they make him out to be such a? a I hero? like the way it's 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 the same with Halo. Mm-hmm. I liked where it started, mm-hmm. where there was loads of shit going on. You know, like, I don't care. I'm mm-hmm. I'm started at this point, and I'll learn from here. Mm-hmm. I like all that legacy. I don't know. Over-explaining stuff. Mm-hmm. Time with the Dune books, where I liked the first Dune book, and then the more it went on, I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I'm sick of Dune. Yeah. Too much sand? Yeah, too much um, thingy suits. What, what did they wear again? Fuck Nas. Fuck Nas suits. Power yeah. suits. Power suits. Power yeah. armor. They are power suits rangers. <laughs> power suits rangers. There you go. Right. That's it. That's it. Star Wars. Bye, Star Wars. See you later, mate. Yeah. Have a good life from that. We're going to be taking June off, as we often do every mm-hmm. year. I'm off on me jollies. Yeah. Unless you've got some pointing to do. Build a new wall. Aye, possibly. Got all <laughs> the fucking rebuilding that are. <laughs> We'll be going to be back in July, though, for our Independence Day special. Is that what's happening? <laughs> I don't know, but that's an interesting concept. We could mm. have Yeah, because we haven't watched the new film. Could maybe watch that together. Oh, well, I was thinking just, just 4th of July, Independence Day, but yeah. Oh, actually, yeah, I do it. Uh... Could be American games, mm-hmm. because we did St. Patrick's Day, why not? Yeah, why not? It's a year of just weird, celebrating weird occasions. Can I just talk directly to the listener? Please right do, now? yeah, yeah. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. And God, like, there's probably only two people who've got to this length. <laughs> if you got to the end. Yeah, yeah, if you got to the end. Yes, I, I echo those, that sentiment. Thank you very much for wasting the two, Slogging two and a half out. hours of your life listening to this podcast. I don't know how long it is. But well done, you... You're a credit to the human race. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Tell your friends. Get them involved. Or don't. <laughs> hide it from them. Preserve them. You mean you're making it more difficult for the producer now? 
No, the producer's fine. He's alright. He does a good job. That's it, Ross. Anything else you want to say? No, good no. night. Good no. night. Good night. And thank you very much for listening to... on a journey right from A New Hope through Empire Strikes Back mm. well I mean if you include the prequels as well no just I've, I've got confused there. right okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be ages this it's fine. so Luke's, Luke's been on 